Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh. Go for the pulse. And the pools. Go for the ooze. And the oz. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Right, who's ready to roll? Welcome on in, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. On, by the way, how's it only Wednesday? Can we like launch oh, a full man. investigation into that? I'm telling bro, you, bro, bro, bro. What is up? And it didn't help yesterday. You know, we getting our, our asses kicked by uh, was the Diamondbacks? Oh God! Woo! Don't get me started on the Phillies. I, I I don't even. I'm still recovering. But anyway, who will, who will Mr. Ellis get fired today? Yeah, that's right. Someone's getting it today. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Happy, happy hump day. Uh, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're sports day. See everybody in the uh, in the chat room. I see John. I see Adam. I see Chris, Philly, Daz, Showtime, Fitness Rebel, Tavern Mike, Jim G, Christian. Appreciate all you guys. GG. Mr. Taz, see all you guys hanging out with us, and I appreciate everybody, everybody in the in the streaming world, everybody in the listening. You just you just got us on in the car, man. You're working out at the gym. We love you. it. We love it. We love hanging out with you. Hey, That's right. what I did last night. They drove me to drink. You see, but you see what it is. Oh, stateside vodka. My stateside. man, the Phillies drove him to drink. And that'll that, that yeah, those two games will do it to you, man. Yeah, they did. Hey, hey Rob, you, Rob, yeah, Rob Bear. You know what loyalty is? What is? What's that? Loyalty is when we kick off the show at straight up noon and there's already 15, 20 people in the chat yes. room waiting for it. That's yeah, loyalty. it is. Salute. That's loyalty right there. My Thank people. You. Thank you, folks. My people. Yeah, we, I'm talking about. we love you. We do. We love you. Uh, great Uh-oh. to be hanging out. What's the matter? Who's this? Jonelle Julian. Hey, Derek, let's hear some prints today. Oh, I, can, I can roll some prints. But... <laughs> Derek, I got a lot of feedback on your singing, man. Uh, Me too, bro. Me too. <laughs> a, a lot of positive you know, D Gunn's in the wrong line of business. He should have. He should have been in the the uh, singer. He should have been. In a, he should take. He said a lot of you and Marvin should have went on the road together with you doing lead vocals. That's that's what I heard. You no, I, gu- I guarantee you, I would have done background vocals for him. And we talked about that years ago. Um, never never materialized. Obviously, you know, being in broadcasting and um, you know the uncertainty of how much you would work as a musician. Right, compared well, bro, to having a steady job, so you got pipes, man. Even boy, even you know talking, you know, you got the gift of gab. Yeah, you do. You, you have you got that. You got that. You got that radio voice, bro. That way, yeah. the radio voice. It's funny you should say that the, the term "gift of gab" because when I was 15, 16, 17 years old, one of my uncles would always tell me, "He said, boy, you got the gift of gab." I never understood what he meant by that <laughs> until I actually got in this business. I said, "Okay," but he would tell me that when I was a teenager, and that 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 saying is always see, stuck in my mind: the gift of gab. It, it, I was talking about your voice. Your gift of gab, meaning you're one of the biggest BS artists I've ever met in my life. 
Oh, really? That's, the gift. Really? That's really the gift of gab really? he was talking about. Except, ex well, he was he was talking about that, but right. except <laughs> when it comes to come to sources and information, that's on point. There you Bro, go. And you, and you can't. Yeah, that's on point. But you're right. I tell you, you know what stuff, though, you found out stuff just like uh, just like with the with the whole um, the, when they got CJ. I, I truly believe that they're right. gonna go ahead and uh, we're we gonna get into that, man. But I, I believe they're gonna leave him a slot, move Vontae to, to it, safety. They're gonna like figure a, out it's a lot yeah. easier to do it that way. But at this point, you're right. They are thinking about just moving right. to safety and letting them right. learn. Yeah. So people who may not know, we had this discussion yesterday, and and Barrett was of the mindset that they were gonna move Avante Maddox back to safety and play uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson at the corner spot, which he's played mostly in his career corner uh, right. nickel. Derek, you were firmly of the belief that now nah, he's dropping straight in there with safety. They'll they'll pair him up with, with uh, Epps. Marcus Epps, yeah, yep. and just keep the keep the corner situation the way it is. So anyway, what, what's, look, we'll find out soon, man. They're gonna it's gonna be a crash course for for Chauncey, you know, coming starting today. Of course, our guy John Clark got him at the airport as, as he was coming in. Um, he but, didn't say uh, a whole lot, did he? It was like he no. was just focused and getting on. A, he would just go like this and keep walking, and he was he, pretty di di dialed yeah, in. He was just dialed in, just wanted to get there. Good morning, you know. Mom. Um, Mama yeah, Brooks. I, I, you know, here's what I wonder about. And and we sort of talked about it, but we kind of burned through it yesterday. I, and I know he hasn't had any off-the-field stuff, which is the most important thing. You guys worry at all? I mean, this, Chauncey is is an instigator, man, uh, of an epic proportion. He's not <laughs> he's not a little bit of a trash talker. He's a big trash talker. But you got a concern at all or no? No. Nope. No, no. Nope. I mean, because – in all actuality, we just think he's just the best guy since sliced bread. But Brandon Graham talks more trash than anybody yes, I've ever does. seen in my life. Yes, he does. But he's just such a good guy that we don't see it that way. But you ask others, you know, they're like, why, why don't this guy shut up? He's continually <laughs> yeah, talking. But see, it feels like it's clean stuff from Brandon. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That's see, what it is. Brandon, yeah. Brandon does it in a very fun nature yeah. to the point where even an opponent who's frustrated looks back at him and laughs. It's you know, PG, right? Yeah. It's PG for yeah. BG. There are a lot of you know, these guys who get personal, man, and you yeah. know, make you want to fight them, which is what you want to do. Take them mentally out of the game. Right. But yeah, your Brandon Graham is as clean as it comes when it's trash talk. Man, Fletch, Fletch has to tell him sometimes, hey man, come on back over here, man. Yeah. Come back. Come back to us. You know, bring <laughs> it back to us. You know, he's he's steady talking. Well, I mean, I've been around guys like that. I played with guys like that. Yeah. One guy that never stopped talking was Ricky Waters. Yeah. Woo! Ricky would talk. All day, all night, and that's just that's just his game. You know what I'm saying? Some he guys just feed talk. off of it. You they know, do. And, and, they, and do. they play better when they do it. They well, do. I learned real early. Let me tell you my um story about when I was talking. Like my first game going out there, my first official game, my first game that I played in as an NFL player was preseason. That was against Minnesota. But my mm -hmm. first game that I played in in the regular season was actually the for who for what game. And that's crazy. Uh, that was your first game. Yeah, that was my first game. So. I'm sitting there. I'm out there balling. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm hot stuff. You know, I'm, I'm putting it on people. And um, all of a sudden, I start hollering and, and carrying on. And, you know, I'm playing against Sap, too. You know, we're, we're you know, I got Guy Mack shutting him down. So I'm talking. And all of a sudden, I start yelling. I yelled at the wrong person. I yelled at Hardy Nickerson. Oh, Ooh. no, you didn't. No. no Hardy Nickerson turned around. Hey, hey, rookie. Come here. Rookie. Come here. I'm like, who this dude talk, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? I, I said, come here. Bro, I don't know what it was, but I went over there to him. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like my pop's talking to him. I'm like, right. I said, yes, sir. Hey, man. 
you don't need to talk as much as you're talking. Mm. Be quiet and play the game. I turned around and looked at Guy Mac like, Guy Mac, I... you heard what the man said. <laughs> From that point on, I was Yeah, the, the elders were telling you. Yeah, man. Take it yeah, down man. a notch. So, right. so once Guy Mac, he reiterated it, I got this one more instant. One more instant after that. It's like four games later, we're playing against the Raiders. We are killing the Raiders. Killing the Raiders. I'm having a great game. You know, you look at Chester McLaughlin. Guy Mac is blocking Chester McLaughlin. I got Pat Swilling. I'm shutting him down, but you could tell he wasn't into the game. You know, he wasn't trying to do anything. He was just, he was just going about his business. You know what I'm saying? He was rushing. He wasn't saying nothing. Yeah. We're going into halftime. And it's like, oh man, we killing, we kicking your ass. Yada, 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 yada. And God Mac turns to me and said, Hey man, be quiet, man, for for, for you get sweet swill going. I'm like, <laughs> sweet swill. And I turned around and as he's saying that, Chester said, You heard what the Yuki said? The rookie said he's kicking your ass. He turned, oh, 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 he got a high voice. Oh, oh, he want to see Sweet Swill. Okay, oh, no. Sweet Swill, he want to see Sweet Swill. Now, RC is my quarterback. He hears what he's saying. He <laughs> hears it. Long story long, he turns around. The second half, bro, all I see, he'll fly by me. Sweet Swill, Sweet Swill. <laughs> One and a half sacks later, I learned from that point mm-hmm. on, and I would never talk to anybody again. So I stopped talking yeah. about that. Don't poke I'll, the bear, man. Don't poke that bear. So t- in three quarters of my career, mm. I was quiet. <laughs> I shut my mouth. I didn't say nothing else. I'll tell you, the most, in, the most intimidating player I've ever covered would be Greg Lloyd, linebacker for the Steelers. Oh, he yeah. was intense. Greg Lloyd was a third or fourth degree black belt. Mm. This dude was built like a Greek goddess, and he talked like, hey, man, hey, man, how you doing, man? He yeah. had this real deep voice. But when he was on the field, he was all about that business. He was in that He was in that mix of linebackers when it was Greg Lloyd, Kevin Green, Kevin Green. Chad wow. Brown, yep. and LeVon Kirkland. Now, imagine yep. that quartet. And that's nasty. It was sick. Yep. And, and Greg Lloyd, what I was talking about, how him and Kevin Green would stand on opposite sides of the field and yell out before a snap, I'll meet you at the quarterback. Mm. And Greg Lloyd was a bad man, but the funny thing was when Greg Lloyd was off a of football field, he was one of the most engaging dudes you ever wanted to meet. He didn't say a whole lot, but he was funny. He's one of yeah, the guys that just said he was funny as heck. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't funny to me though. But he had a dark side <laughs> to him too, because as the story goes, um, he got into it one year with his 18-year-old son. And the story came out that he allegedly he put a gun to his son's head. Oh. You know, and um, yeah, man, Greg Lloyd, Greg Lloyd had this on and off switch. Um, great dude. Once you got to know him, great dude. But if the if memory serves me correct, uh, that's how it went down with him and his son. I don't know what the relationship is like now. It, but... it was bad. It was bad. Like he didn't he didn't yeah. mess with his son. Yeah. Long story long, well, yeah. he was yeah. he was Greg Lloyd. Um, Greg Lloyd's a, a um, what is it? A, a fifth degree black belt. Yes. Yes. He's fifth, a fifth degree fifth, black belt. Something like that. Yeah. And he, hey, let me tell you something. Talk. You ain't messing with Greg Lloyd, bro. I heard him talk around. Tell Joe Panos. He said, Joe, Joe, chill out. Chill out, Joe. Joe kept talking. He said, man, I'm about to jump up and kick you in your mouth. That I mean, that's just not something you say on a football field. I'm looking like, yeah. what? Jump up yeah. and kick you. I'm about to jump up and kick you in yeah. the mouth. Where, where do you – and, and what trash talk do you get up from – No, that's not trash talk. That's a legitimate – like. That's, it's yeah. that's him being like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to kick you in the mouth. Yeah. You're talking too much. I'm going to kick you in the mouth. Yeah, I'm doing you a favor telling yeah, you right yeah. now. So like, that's that's like yeah. the realness. That's like him letting you know yeah. this football stuff only goes so far. Right. I'm talking about maiming you for real. I'm going <laughs> to kick you in the mouth, bro. So it's just a certain <laughs> way of thinking, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's great. 
That's awesome, man. Well, uh, we, we do need to uh, crow a little bit, Barrett, because uh, Jalen Rager, last I checked, is still on the roster, D-Gun. It ain't over yet. It's not okay. over yet. Okay. According, to, according, I'm just saying according to people, it ain't over yet. Now, he well, certainly could be true. But still you're right. He's, he's on the roster. I'll give you that. Yeah. But – I'm but, not excited about it, but he is. But, but right. before, before the, <laughs> you crow, but I'm like, I, I'm, I'd rather be, you know, saying. Yeah, I'd rather be saying, good job, D. Guy. Great. But before reporting by you. But before the deadline, what, what did we hear? Eagles oh, are yeah. actively trying to trade Jalen Rager. Yeah. So where did you get that information from? Where did I get? Where did I get it from? <laughs> man, you like people Stop. on social media, man. Right, I love right, people right, on social right. media. You know what? Not Tell just me. I'm talking about. I'm just. Yeah. I'm not. Not just me. I mean, reporters in general. Yeah. You know, unless you tell us your source, it's not legit. Why in the world is anybody going to tell you their source? Yeah. Why? It's Why it's one of do? the most absurd statements ever. When yes. someone starts with that, yeah. You'll never have a source again in your life if you give up a source. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, but but like I said, it ain't over. You guys win the initial battle. I'll give you that. Hats yeah. off to both of you. Well, uh, no. Derek, I'm gonna be honest with you. I never wanted to win that battle. <laughs> yeah. Nor did I. Yeah. You know, there's no need. There's nothing there's nothing good with me winning that you know, I told you so. That's why I'm not even gonna say yeah. I told you so. But I mean on my show yesterday, right, Burzell, I said I, I think it's I think it's gonna be good that he's here. Because he's had he's had a he has he's had a scare, a real scare. Like he almost had his position taken away from him, his spot on the roster taken away from him by a rookie, a 25-year-old rookie from Utah. You know what I'm saying? And a little bitty dude was going to take his position. Because if he would have in any way became a, the player that um, we thought was going to be in a kickoff return game, right, right, they would have cut him. Yeah, I they agree. Cut him. So he understands that. So since he understands that, I think he's going to turn over a new leaf because he's, he's, he's gotten the opportunity now to, to, to see that, you know, hey, just because I'm a first-round draft choice does not mean I'm going to be here. They so just means, cut. A, I mean, they just traded a second round. Jasher. Oh, by the way, just got cut by Seattle. Yeah. They, that, so you telling me the Raptors coming in? Because that's the only way I see a change is, <laughs> is if the Raptors come. You know. Well, you well, can't look, say I, that, man. I, he will but, be returning punts, whether we like yes, it or not. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. That's the only reason why he's on the team. There's, Good luck. They they cut Covey. No, and they cut Ward. Well, they didn't cut Ward. They put Ward on IR. Uh, yeah, injured yeah, injury settlement. Yeah. So because of that. There's nobody really to return punt. I mean, I don't think that they trust Quez to return punts, even though he's going to be the kickoff returner. Right. right. But you they think so? I, yeah. I, I, I mean, they're two different animals. People just assume you can do both. They're, they're, it's a completely different deal. Different, Absolutely. Man. Some I, guys could do it. Brian Mitchell. I mean, some guys could do it, but it, it's not everybody can. Bro, I, one time I just sat back and um, and I'm, I was just talking to Randall L on the sideline. And he said, man, this is the most dangerous job in the world. I said, what you talking about? Man, return the punt. I said, man, come on, man. I mean, you know, he said, all right, this is what I want you to do. When the next time we have a punt, I want you to come down where I am, and I want you to look at the ball, look down at the players coming. Look at the ball, look down at the players coming, and just listen. And I did that. So I sat on the sideline right where he was. He was on the 20. I was at the 20, and he kicked it. And I'm on the sideline, and I looked up, and I'm listening. I'm looking up, and I'm listening. All I hear is guy. <laughs> Bro, these guys sound like. Wolverine's coming to take his head off. Ugh. And I said, man, I got the utmost respect for you now because I saw that. I heard that. I finally experienced what it was. And I wasn't even trying to catch it. I'm right. just listening and paying attention to what's going on. So next time, you look up in the air, watch the punt return. Look up in the air, watch. It was the most amazing 
fearful thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. These guys are coming. I'm talking about guys that can run. Some of the best athletes in the world are linebackers, and all of them are linebackers. 240 pounds, 230 pounds, running four five forties, four four forties, coming to take your head off. And you're a little guy. Oh man, from that point on, I got the utmost respect for guys like that. Yeah, that takes guts. It does, mm. man. And you're, I know you have guys blocking up front, but you're essentially standing back there, like, all right. Yeah, on a windy on a windy day, on a yeah. windy day too, that ball's doing this. Right. Yeah, good joke. <laughs> you, like, you like this here? Yeah. Oh, snap. Yes, can yeah. you imagine oh. that, man? You're looking up. You're not even looking at them. You're looking up. That's trying to racket. pay attention to catching the ball. Woo. And when the yeah. ball hits your hands, they can they got all rights to just knock you out. Yep, it's Bro, unbelievable. That's a, that's a scary and it don't no, it's, it's, it's a it's like, a fascinating thing. It's not it's not easy. So Cameron Tom. At, well, you know, they're starting to trickle in here a little bit. Cameron Tom's been signed to the practice squad, guys. So we'll, you know, again, we keep getting the this stuff trickles in. We'll pass it along. Offensive lineman. You know, I would figure there's going to be a solid, you know, amount of those guys coming back that were let go yesterday. I would think, right? I mean, because uh, did you can, Anderson get picked up by somebody yet? Jack Anderson? No. Not yet, Barrett. The only one we know of right now is, uh, is Cameron Tom. That's the only one that I've seen at least. Uh, but if we get more. You know, certainly pass it along. Uh, right, that was I'll, reported by Aaron Wilson. I want to see you guys respond to this one from – normally I let this stuff go. Dominique Dabney says, I'm convinced y'all just want to be miserable. All this talent on the roster and you still whining about Rager. Not whining about it. It's a topical it, discussion. It, Dominic's always in there trying to be provocative. On okay. The, yeah. uh, All right. Number All right. I just uh, want, but number just two, okay. uh, it, it's noteworthy that he is still here because – you know, they were looking to move him and he was a first round pick. Not um, were our right, are. right. And the, the other part that uh Dominic conveniently leaves out is the other uh two hours and fifty five minutes we spend on other things on the show. But you know, we never mind. That, that that's okay. Um, I, I love it, man, because I'm looking I'm look at the yeah. roster now. Like you look at our lads now, our yeah. lads is on it, bro. Mm-hmm. Our lads brings the 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 the, the up to date right. um Rosters. I mean, that's the only one I use. Is, is yeah. our lads is the only one I use. Right. They're right. up to date on everything. In fact, they got um, they got practice squad. They have practice squad people in. Like right, it said right now it says uh, mm. Jared Maydean is on IR. Brett Toth is on the PUP list. Tyree Jackson on the PUP list. Uh, Noah Ellis. What's in a NFI? I don't know what NFI. Non football injury list. Yeah, non oh, non football injury. injury. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. I was so that means he's on his team still. Well, or he's cut. What, what does that he's mean? He's getting some kind of injury pay. Um, I think uh, here's the guys. If I could guess, Jack Anderson, if they can get him back, if somebody else doesn't sign him, I think he would become back. Uh-huh. Probably Covey. Uh, probably Reed Sinnott, at least unless they sign another quarterback. Um, yep. Deion Kane. Deion Kane for sure. Hundred uh, percent. Huntley. Uh, I'm awake. Are you? That's that, that's probably the list right there. Devin that's- Allen, maybe. You know, maybe. Maybe. Um, Bears got Bears got a Wusika. A Wusika. A Wusika. Yeah. I think he already signed. Also, I think yeah. he's already signed. Oh, yeah. did he? Yeah, yeah they they will definitely be. You know, and they're going to grab some Awusika. guys up from other places. You know, yeah. that's what about for sure. what about Kerry Vincent? Uh yeah, I think Kerry Vincent too. I do. Now, now one kid I would like to see stick. I don't know if he will. Is that tight end uh, Noah Toga Toga? Yeah, I, I'd like to go in or something yeah. like that. Yeah. To, to, yeah, bless uh, you. And Ruben Frank's reporting Mario Goodrich is signing to the Eagles practice squad. Um, so okay. we're, we're going to have Rube on in about uh, 11 minutes. So uh, 
that's interesting. And Goodrich is another guy that they liked. I know. Um, I, I I didn't see a ton from him in the preseason games, but they should sign Kenny Brooks. I like that kid. Runs hard. Kennedy I like Brooks. The way yeah. He runs. Yeah. yeah, Kennedy Brooks. Kennedy yeah. Brooks. I, I like love him. the way he runs. I like hey, him. Oklahoma guy. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? used to, yeah. used to having some success. You know, I you think... said something earlier today, man. It really made a lot of sense, man. That you know, when you look at when you look at this roster that Howie's constructed, he has guys that have championship lineage, pedigree. You know, yeah, their pedigree. You know, you got you know Smith and uh, and Hertz won national championships before. Uh, Dickerson won a national championship. You look at the two guys from Georgia, they won a national championship. You know, when you bring in productive players like that, you know, A.J. Brown has, you know, he's done the job before. You know, mm-hmm. you know, when you have guys like that put into the fold, man, you know, you have some, you have a certain level of success mm-hmm. that you can draw back from. Right. Um, right. I like the fact that the ugly number made the squad, man. You know. 46. Really now, like- if you're him, do you say, hey, I made it wearing this number. I'm oh, going with this number. Or do you go no. to a, a better oh, number? No. You upgrade you that put, number? You got you to get a number. You got to upgrade from 46? I, and, and it's, it's, I'll tell you, the two ugliest numbers to me in the league are 49 and 46. 38's bad. Really? Yeah. 49 and 46? High 30 numbers are not great. What'd you say? 39. 39. 39 yeah, that's, that's a bad number. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bad number. They're bad numbers. Although Westbrook made thirty six look good, I would yeah, give him that. Yeah, That's did. not a, not really a traditional number, but that he did, <laughs> he did pretty well with that bad boy. Well, how about forty one? You know, I mean, you, you forty one's not easy. Yeah, you know, I mean, you had one of the best running backs slash tight ends to work. Yeah, Keith Byers. Yeah, you know, Keith Ward, but I don't know if anybody else can get away with it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, anything surprise you? We we know what it is now. We know officially what the who's here and who's not. We're going to dive into. We're going to go position by position in a little bit. Uh, but anything surprise you guys as we sit here? Right? Is there any one cut where you said that's a mistake? Because there isn't one for me. No, no. I'm looking. There is at one the that made the now. squad that 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 I, I'm 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 baffled by. Who's Which that? one? That's Kyron Johnson. Oh. Linebacker. What did he do to? I mean, besides being drafted in the sixth round. This and by year. the way, every draft pick made it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know what? I will say Jack Anderson. I will say Jack. Anderson. Okay. I'm think, surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't make it. Yes, absolutely. I'm surprised absolutely. he didn't make it. I, I, you know, you got you're talking about a guy who's a jack of all trades. You can plug him in everywhere except center. Um, I'm surprised because that's what they like. That's what that's what Jeff Stoutland likes. Guys yep. that he can plug and play, and you let him go, but you kept Sills. I don't get that one. I um, don't get that one. Me neither. Also, I also am shocked that Marlon uh, Tulapalutu, that he made the squad. Mm. I'm really surprised, you know, because I, I I would have thought they would have given that position to another guy, maybe another receiver or uh. something of that nature, or a kick returner, you know, but they he made the squad, you know, from last year. So I was really shocked with that. Okay. You, you know what's surprising? Um, last night I'm looking at everybody's cuts, and there weren't many wow factors uh-uh. cut. You know, every Revelation, year, right? Every year you always see like ten or twelve. Wow, they cut him. Wow, mm-hmm. they cut him. You didn't see that. No. The only one that stood out to me was they signed 49ers signs to Sean Gibson, and they cut him. So basically, they did what the Eagles did with Tart. You <laughs> brought him in, cut him. I, and I couldn't figure it out. I thought Gibson would be a stay. I'll Who give knows? you one, Derek. There's Who? one. Alex Leatherwood by the Raiders. That, yeah, that's a First big one. But I'm saying that's year. one. 
Yeah, I'm like, there's not, there's not multiple. Ones. Was he but that bad mean, though? Yeah, how bad could he be? He started. I mean, they're he started. taking an eight million dollar cap hit just to have him not on the team. Like that's like Wentzian kind of stuff, right there. That's you know that that that's so shocking. And he still that's, gets the guaranteed bonus money part of that because they break it up into increments. They don't just give it to you all at once. Yeah, like know? I can't imagine you wouldn't at least just have him stick around as a depth guy on your offensive line. He must there must be more going on there too. It's got to be something else going because I didn't think he was that yeah. bad. I didn't either. That, that's, that's I didn't weird. think he was that bad. I thought he was better than uh, my guy from the 49ers. Damn, look, Lynchy. <laughs> gets worked in every every Ooh. show. Yeah, anytime Ooh. I can, man. This poor guy, man. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna see his father one day at the Wawa or something. He's gonna come at me. I'm gonna have to, you know, he's gonna punch you dead square in the face. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so fun. Hey, uh, Barrett, it's a big dude. Hey, yeah, what's up, man? Hey, you know who I am? I'm Mike McGlinchey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I no. beat him like he stole something. <laughs> <laughs> you do a Greg Lloyd on him. Right. Uh, um, yeah. So that, you know, I look, I, I'm with you, Derek. I, I, you, I always, I start scanning everything and I'm looking around. I'm like, all right, is there, is there, no, Stella didn't, Stella didn't coach, uh, Leatherwood. No, no, Stella was long gone from Alabama yeah. when Leatherwood was there. In fact, you know who the offensive line coach is now? My left guard from college, Eric Wolford. At no, Bath. He's Eric Wolford. He's the, he's the offensive line coach in Alabama now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eagles have a couple of Bama connections on the coaching staff, Stoutland being one of them. Look, Stoutland's yeah. a holdover, too. That's yeah. another one where you give chips and props. That was a yeah, Chip Kelly guy. Yes, it was. I mean, that used, that one is still paying some major dividends. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, for sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. There weren't a whole lot Eagles or NFL that really caught your eye. There's a couple running backs who, you know, still might have some tread on the tire who were let go, who I think will have homes somewhere else. Uh, Sony Michelle, he's he's already, I think, uh, the Chargers are talking to him. I think uh, uh, Marlon Mack signed with the Houston's practice squad, was it? Marlon uh, Mack did? Okay. I believe so. Um, I believe it was Houston or – Did he leave Houston? Uh, didn't he? No, I thought he left Indy, didn't he? No. No. Wait, no. Uh, he saw, left Houston. Wait yeah, he left I Houston. just saw he signed to somebody's practice squad. Uh, did he? I didn't see that he – I just knew he was cut. I didn't know he was picked up already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I no, nah, really not not one of your more shockers, I would say that uh for sure this uh this past time. All right, let's do this. Let's come back with uh Ruben Frank from NBC Sports Philadelphia. We'll dive a little bit deeper Ooh. into uh, okay. with Mar- the, uh, I'm with sorry, the Marlon Mack re-signed with the Texans practice squad. That's what he did. Oh, caught him and brought him back. Yeah, Maybe they a cheaper number. I I am yeah. not yeah, probably one of those deals. Um all right, so we'll dive into all of these things, Eagles, as we are now, believe it or not, eleven days away from this thing getting real with the Eagles and the Lions September 11th cannot wait all right we will continue the Eagles talk when we get back Derek Gunn Barrett Brooks Rob Ellis Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Wednesday all right let's talk about Principal Financial Group and my guy Jim Murray because you got to know who to trust with your finances you work too hard okay your family's too important to you your future's too important to you to leave it in the hands of someone who you can't trust or doesn't know what they're doing. And I got the person that you can trust who knows what they're doing. And that's Jim Murray of Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, if you have a small business and you try to get your employee benefits set up, he can help you with that as well. I've entrusted my IRA, a couple 401k rollovers from places that I left with Jim, and I couldn't be happier. You will be too. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Or you can email him at Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. 
Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. back everybody happy wednesday one and all we are sports take jacob sports youtube network barrett brooks Derek gunn rob ellis we are joined by our next guest he does unbelievable work for nbc sports philadelphia uh, a phenomenal uh writer who's covered the eagles i think since the uh they the inception in in 1933 i think you can follow him on twitter at rube nbcs ruben frack what's happening rube how you doing my man Gunner's just waiting to rip on me. I could, I could. You, you could see that smile, that devious <laughs> smile. You're, you're muted, Gunner. You're muted, man. Just... Oh, time out, time out. Rob said it. I said nothing. I just laughed. You wrote it. You wrote it for me. That was oh, Rob script. said. I was gonna say since the Eisenhower administration, uh-huh. and then Rob says 1933, and I'm like, come on, boom, slam dunk. <laughs> I got to say one thing before we start. You, you guys just had an ad of all the bands coming to um, the, the casino that you're at. Oh, one of them is the Rascals, and the Rascals are one of the most underrated bands from North Jersey, from Garfield in Bergen County, right near where I grew up. <laughs> and How do they um, know this stuff? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Rube knows his music. I was thinking about going to that, and uh, it's two of the original members, so Eddie Brigatti and, uh, uh, is not on this tour, and... Um, uh, Felix uh, Cavallari is, and Gene Cornish is. Dino Danelli is not, who's 
one of the great rock drummers ever. Uh, but you know, if you guys, you know, you got a little hookup, you know, I'm we we'll take care of it. Parting gift for Rube for, yeah. for the appearance. Well, anyway, yeah. hey, hey, we Rube. get to make that happen. Rube, do you still care. do you still go around, around a lot to the, uh, and watch a lot of bands and stuff? I know you used to love doing that. And every now and then you would sit in and play the keyboard. keyboards, man. Yeah, yeah. I actually played with my friend's band, the Tisberries, from Philadelphia on Saturday at a uh, over at Pretzel Park in Maniunk. So that was nice. a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Hey, and by the way, the, your your backdrop is killer today, man. You, you get the link and you're behind you, beautiful clouds there. Not a little shot the of ninety five. Love it. The clouds are are photoshopped, but um... <laughs> <laughs> so are the cars driving by. Yes, it's uh, a scene than last night. The same scene you would have seen a, a lot of Michael Bublé traffic backed up ninety five south. So oh uh, yeah, one of your one of your favorite group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one, one of I sat in on keyboards with Michael, actually, as well. So. <laughs> We're going to have Barrett do some buble later in the last segment. So it's it's special. Um, oh, man. So, Rube, I, I'll ask you what I asked Derek and Barrett in the first segment. Anything that came out of yesterday, aside from the trade, which we'll get to in a second, from a, from a cut or keep standpoint, surprise you? Not really. Um, yeah, I mean, the safety, the the Anthony Harris thing and the trade were really, that was the yeah. big surprise. I mean, Josh Sills over, you know, over yeah. to Jack Hamp, it, it, there, you could you could look at a couple little moves. But for the most part, this was a roster that was pretty etched in stone going into cuts. It was just a matter of, you know, we kind of knew they were going to keep Josh Job as the, uh, you know, as the, the last cornerback. And uh, it was pretty clear, pretty cut and dry. So they have the roster uh, opening day is what is it? Eleven days away, and go play football. So um, it's it's really you know you compare this roster with the one the opening day roster from last year. I was just looking at it, and um, it's it's really Howie's just done a, a remarkable job reshaping, uh, especially the areas they really need to reshape: wide receiver, linebacker, cornerback, uh, and and edge rusher. So uh, it's. To do all that, what he did in in one year is is pretty impressive, and uh, I, I like the roster a lot. Uh, real quick before your question, Gunner, the yeah. Eagles have signed Ian Book to the practice mm -hmm. squad, quarterback from the Saints, Notre Dame. Wow, product. Notre Dame, yeah. Ian Book to the practice squad. Sorry, go ahead, Gunner. Um, Rube, I, I saw your article earlier about why Jalen Rager is still on this team, and I love the way you worded everything. And uh, based on what Howie is telling you about Rager, are you buying what Howie's selling? Well, you know, I asked them how much the, you know, whether the salary cap situation affected their decision. And he didn't say no. He said, you know, we're going to do what's best for the for the team. So yeah. there's no question that was a part of it. They don't have a ton of space. And a couple million bucks makes a big difference. Yeah. When you think about it, like that fifth receiver, he's not – he might not even dress, Gunner. He might not even dress mm -hmm. out. So I, I see why they did it. Um, you know, it's not like he's a bad locker room guy. It's not right. like troublemaker. Right. Um, I think he's a good kid. He's just not very good. And so you have Devante, you have A.J. Brown, you have Pascal, you have Quez. You don't really need to play him. I, I don't think they'll even use him as a punt returner. They might use Quez. They might use Gainwell. Yeah. Um, you know, Avante Maddox can do it. Um, it's not ideal, but I think they're going to kind of stash him and – you know, not take the cap hit and, you know, and then deal with it after the season. I mean, you can still try to trade them too. Teams get guys hurt. Um, he didn't have a terrible training camp. He didn't have a right. great one. He was just kind of, just kind of, he was Jalen Rager. So, mm -hmm. well, uh, you, you, you're saying, you're actually saying that he might not even make the 47 man um, 
game, game day, day roster. roster. Because he's not going to, if he's not going to help you on special teams, you know, wh- why are you keeping your, you're certainly not going to shut down Zach Pasco, who's had a no. really, really good camp and looked terrific. He's better than I had any idea. Um, so if you don't play special teams and you're not going to be a returner and you're not running reps on offense, why would you be up? Wow. That's, that's pretty damning there. I mean, I, 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 Jack I'm, Anderson to the Giants. Yeah. FYI. Sorry, yeah, I knew he was going to be out of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even speaking with the offensive line, you know, how 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 surprised were you that they didn't keep uh Jack there? You know, because I, I I mean, I really thought I, I didn't think Josh Seals had a better camp than than Jack Anderson. I thought he had a pretty good camp. I really didn't get anything or you know or a vibe of anything from Seals. You know, he's a big kid, six five. 320 pounds but other than that i didn't really see him do anything in camp did you see anything that would would have you know made you go in that direction to think that yeah i mean sills always stood out to me in one-on-ones i thought he had a good camp i think the difference between him and anderson is that he's a guard tackle and anderson's a a guard center and for what they need i mean they don't need a backup center and you know they they have a pretty good one right now so i i just think that the versatility of being able to swing outside, uh, you know, tackles in general are more more valuable than uh, than guard and I, I mean than center. So uh, I think that was really the difference. Sills is yeah, like you said, he's a big kid. Him and Anderson both had good camps, and yeah. I think they went with the position uh, uh, versatility in, in that case. Mm. Rube, let's talk about the uh, the big trade, man. Um, you know, on the heels of Harris, you know, Harris is a, a byproduct of this thing, but they go out and they make the move to get uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Get a seventh back, they give up, what, a fifth and a sixth in 23 and 24, respectively. Uh, what are your thoughts on what he brings to the table, and do you, in fact, think he'll be dropped right into that safety spot? Is there any chance he plays any nickel corner? How do you see it shaking out? Yeah, number one, the fact that Jay Jaw indirectly – you know, played a role. Yeah, in tell that. us about that. The time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 complicated, but you know, you get a player for Jay Jaw, and then you you flip him to the Titans for, uh, you know, for a six that could be. I mean, we don't know which six will end up going to the Saints, but um, certainly having that extra six e- either way makes you you know more able to make the deal. So, and not only that, you're hurting the Saints by taking a starter from them. And that could hurt their draft pick, which or hurt their record, which will help their draft pick, which the Eagles get. So mm-hmm. there's a, it's just such a Howie Roseman move. You know, there's so many little shapes <laughs> to it, and little, you know, just little nuggets. Nuances, yeah, big but, time. Um, you know, he's a he's a chippy guy. He's he's you know he plays on the edge. Uh, you know, he's got a little attitude to him, and uh, and he's a playmaker. He's young. He's 24. Anthony Harris is 30. So you're getting mm-hmm. six years younger there. Uh, and more of a playmaker. And, yeah, the, the question is safety. And I, I think they have some flexibility. You can always move Avante uh, to safety and play uh, uh, Gardner-Johnson in the slot until maybe you see if he gets more comfortable at safety. He has played safety, but he's played mainly in the slot. But in this defense, those two positions are pretty interchangeable. Yep. There's a lot of overlap between – nickel slot and you know or uh, slot corner and and, and safety so um, look it, he doesn't have a lot of time to acclimate to a new defense new teammates new coaches and a new position it's a lot to ask uh, so it'll be interesting they don't have a lot of options i, I gosh i hope they don't put Kayvon out there because he has not been very good 
Um, I, I like Epps, but, you know, even Epps has never you – know, he's never been a full-time starter. So it's an upgrade, but that position is still kind of – you hold your breath because mm-hmm. uh, they have a lot of guys in new positions and new roles and new players, and it's it might take a while to come together. Devin hey, Allen, the practice squad for the Eagles, Devin Allen. FYI. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Hey, Rube, what did you think of um, N'Kobe Dean in the limited amount of times we got to see him in the preseason games? Uh, yeah, he, you know, he, he. I thought he stood out in the Jets game. Um, mm-hmm. You didn't see a whole lot from him the other mm-hmm. two games. And honestly, he's, he's been quiet in practice. Uh, I think it's, you know, he was so ballyhooed coming in. And, mm-hmm. and you know, he's a very smart kid. Uh, you thought you might see more playmaking on his part. Um, I, I don't think it's necessarily concerning just because he – look, he's still a rookie and, uh, you know, he, they are in a position now at linebacker where they have the luxury of not playing him that much mm-hmm. that until he gets more comfortable. And, you know, T.J. Edwards has been great. Uh, you know, I think um, – Kaiser White's been been really good. So they have some off-ball linebackers that they can trust. Davion, I don't know what happened to him. I thought he played really well last year when they, when he started six games. But Me too. Me too. I just didn't have a good camp. And, man, that Miami game, that was, that was hard <laughs> to watch. Uh, I had him on my roster just because he's a third-round pick in his third year. I didn't think they cut him. But you could have made a case to cut him. And I think they'll still look for some depth there. But as far as N'Kobe – um, I, I think it's fair to say he's a little behind where I thought he'd be, mm-hmm. but he's a young guy. I think he's 21. Mm-hmm. He's very young. Yep. And he's going to be a player. It, it just might take some time. Well, mm-hmm. let me ask you another guy, you know, talking about, you know, he's his a rookie last year, uh, six-round pick, Kyron Johnson. I He didn't flash to me at all this camp, but he ends up making a 53-man roster. Why is that so? You know, I mean, is he that good of a guy? I know, I, I mean, I did a couple of his games last year in college football. And he showed he had juice. He just didn't show it at in camp this year, you know, what I thought he was going to do. Uh, what do you think is the reason why they kept Kyron? Yeah, I just thought he was really active. Um, you know, he, he can run. He's physical. I, I like what I saw from him. Um, like like a lot of those guys, you you just saw him get better and better as camp went on. And and by the last, you know, maybe 10 days, maybe the, the last week before Cleveland and then the joint practices, um, he was really flashing, I thought, uh, just just around the ball. And I think he's going to be a great special teamer. I mean, he's got all the all the tools to be a really, really good special teamer. Just uh, likes to mix it up, physical, uh, fast. So, uh, you know, you, you play him there. You don't really need three Sams, but, uh, you know, that, that's a position where you can really get some help immediately on special teams. Well, you mentioned something about age, right? I'm fascinated by this. Other than Bradbury, who's 29, they add a young Hassan Reddick. They add a, you know, a young AJ Brown. We we just talked about how good how young Chauncey Gardner is. Um, you know, Kaiser White's still 25 years old. They brought in impact players who are still like maybe not even in their prime yet. That's the one of the more remarkable things about this offseason. Yeah, I just was breaking this down last night. The team by age, they they got so much younger. They cut, they cut four guys in their thirties, which is interesting to me. Um, and three other guys, or four other guys, are twenty seven or older, um, which is really unusual. Usually, it's the young guys getting cut, final cut. Mm-hmm. Um, they only have, so they only have what four guys? Let's see, one, two, three, four, five guys on the roster in their thirties: Fletch, Slay, Lane. 
uh, BG and Kelsey. Uh, and then, uh, you know, something like 73% of the roster is 26 or younger. Uh, so that is crazy. It, it is. And, um, I mean, that's one of the things that analytics has told, not just the Eagles, but every team, is that, that the younger you are, the healthier you're going to be. I mean, just guys in that 29 to 33 range get hurt. It's just mm-hmm. a fact of football. And you can get guys who, you know, as long as they're good, uh, who are in that, you know, 23 to – I mean, Jalen Rager is still the youngest receiver on the team, which is which is crazy. To me. He's still 23. <laughs> that is unbelievable, man. <laughs> you know, so, I mean – so many key guys on this team are 25. I mean, Jordan Malata is 25. Mm-hmm. Miles is 25. Sweat's 25. Dickerson's young. Yeah. That is Dick- crazy. Yeah. Hey, 23 still. So, yeah. yeah. Rube, Rube, what should we make of the Miles Sanders situation? Um, my biggest concern is, once again, the durability issue, and it's already concerned before they even kick off a new season. You know, how much can they count on this guy? I mean, a hamstring is a tricky injury, as you know, just like a high ankle sprain, so on and so forth. But, you know, what do they do with the running back situation? Do they bring another back in as well, as well for insurance policy or what? It's a great question. I think he's fine. I think the fact that they didn't keep Huntley uh, tells you that Miles is 100%. Uh, they're just kind of keeping him in bubble wrap till till the opener. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he practices today. I think most likely, and, and we'll be over there in a couple of hours, I think most likely mm-hmm. he'll come back next week. And I, I think they feel like Miles is the kind of guy you can just put him in there. And, I mean, he's so talented. Uh, somebody tweeted to me and said, you know, what is he? I don't know what he is. And, yeah, uh, yeah it's hard to define him because, I mean, he's got the eighth highest rushing average in history by running back. You know, so he's like his his rushing average is higher than every Hall of Fame running back other than Jim Brown. Mm-hmm. So the talent is there. Um, I think he's a really good runner. I think he became a lot more disciplined last year. He hit it instead of kind of swinging things outside and yes, yes. you know dancing around. Um, yeah. his, his percentage of losses was cut in half last year. So he he, uh, he cut down his percentage and be, I think it was from like twenty twenty three percent to like twelve percent of his carries went for minus one or, or less. So that's really big for him because, you know, he would get like a nine and then a minus four, and that's not really helping the team. Mm-hmm. So I like Miles. I think running backs get hurt in general. He's still got the 11th most starts by any running back in the league the last three years. There's not a lot, not a lot of running backs that play every game and every down. So uh, I like Gainwell and Boston Scott. I just think Miles Sanders is potentially – if he can stay healthy, a Pro Bowl back, and he did his rookie year. He was healthy his rookie year. So the last two years have been uh, have been tough, but you know, I think the the and look, you have a decision to make with him, you know, long term with his contract because this is his last year. But um, I, I just think he's such a, a talented kid that you give him every chance to be healthy, get to opening day healthy, and see what he can do. And uh, I really like the player, but. If, if he can't stay healthy this year, then I think you have to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sitting back, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, uh, Harris is definitely going to be on the squad. And then I just I just kept seeing 46 flash all day long, you know, um, Reed Blankenship just flash. I think he's going to be one hell of a special teams guy. And I think that's what really won him over as far as him being on this squad. What was that a big fact? Because I mean, Harris never played this preseason. I mean, except with the exception of the first game. Then after that, he really couldn't show what he could do. Did you think they made that decision earlier on and just kept him out to keep him 
him from being hurt or, you know, what, what really turned their mind in going in a separate direction from him? Was it the fact that they got, um, you know, CJ and with the trade or, you know, was it, you know, already done beforehand? Well, it's interesting because, you know, they didn't give him um, a, a big bonus when they signed him. I, I remember saying on the podcast with Dave, with Dave Zangaro, Eagle Eye podcast, um, they could cut him just because the way his contract is, they could cut him at any time. And I think it was just if we can upgrade the position, we'll cut him, and we won't have a cap hit, and and we'll get better. If we can't find another safety, then we'll keep him. So it's kind of unusual to have a guy who took all the reps with the ones and was a starter last year uh, to get cut. But I don't think it's shocking. Maybe a little surprising. He's you know he he he's not a great player, and he he never really was the playmaker here that he was in in Minnesota. Right, 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 you know, right. He was, he, he was okay. I don't know he was bad, but you never really would notice him. Like it would be like the game would end. He'd be like, "Did Anthony Harris play?" <laughs> I felt that way about both safeties last year. To be honest with you, Rube. I mean, yeah, I thought Rodney by the end of the year was playing pretty well. Um, it's funny his last snap as an Eagle, his last regular season snap was that interception of Taylor Heineke that yeah. got the Eagles in the playoffs. That was a big one. Yeah, and I like Epps. I think Epps is pretty good, um, but. It's an interesting situation. I would have kept Rodney, but you know he's an indie now. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, Rube. There's a, obviously there's a lot of debate about Gannon and whether or not he had the, the tools last year. They upgraded that that side of the ball in a massive way, as we just recounted here. Uh, what's your sense? What's your sense of, of what the defense is going to look like? And are you a believer in him? Yeah, I think he's a really good coach, and I think people will see that last year. And you think about how much they've upgraded. You know, at, at so many positions, really at every – I mean, I just – let me just see if I have this here. All right, so here are the guys that are no longer here who played um, – who are on the opening day roster. Okay. Harrigan, Avery, Singleton, Wilson. Remember Wilson, remember him? Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> Rodney McLeod and Steven Nelson. And here's the new guys. Blankenship that that Barrett just mentioned. Blankenship, Bradbury, Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, uh, Josh Job, Kyron uh, Johnson, Hassan Reddick, and Kazir White. I mean, how can you not be better? They're better at every level: edge rush, linebacker, mm. uh, safety, corner. Um, look, if if they're not a top ten defense, Gannon should not be the coach of this team anymore. That's right. Yes. Amen. Yep. Agreed. But I think they will be, and and I think we'll see. I think he's he really values versatility, guys who can do a lot of things. I think the big key for this this defense, and Barrett, you tell me what you think. They're going to be going back and forth from you know different fronts, different looks. It takes a really intelligent player to be able to yes, do that. Yes, absolutely. Need not just versatility, but you need that ability to just kind of click and say, "All right, I'm not in a three four. I'm in a four three. My whole role's changing." Um, so that mental side of it, it's going to be challenging for these guys. It absolutely and is. I think that's going to be a big key to how this defense plays. Rube, that's 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 very underrated because they're not going to just be doing this series to series. They're going to be doing it from play to play, and it takes a special type of player to do that. I think that's what made um, the defense that I played with up in um, in Pittsburgh. They would go from from running a two gap system when their their guys would be you know you when you two gap you got to hit your line and you got to hit the um, offensive lineman and you got to stay right there. You can't just go because that gap right there is keep, that's keeping that guy from getting up to your linebackers and the linebackers were, were made to make the plays, but then you would see they would go in and then you'd have Harrison on one side, 
Then they have a, a you know another pass rush on the other side, and now these guys got to get up the field and pass rush. You got to be a special player to turn it on and think, all right, I'm one gapping this time, or I'm two gapping this time. That's gonna pretty that's gonna be pretty hard for um, those guys to really bounce back and forth. But if you can do that, it's hard for an offense to deal with that because you don't know whether they're gonna be two gapping, one gapping. Can you get to the back? Or are you not? A, you know, will you be able to do the offensive line? There are so many rules that you have to go through just by where a guy's um, lined up at. And they can really put a lot of offenses in, in some hairy situations because you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, no doubt. So um, that that's a key. That's a key to be to this defense big time. So, Rib, after all of this, this, the dust has kind of settled. We kind of know what it is. I know there could be some more claims and, and practice squad guys at, at this point, and we'll, we'll let you go after this. We appreciate you hanging for a couple minutes. But yeah. – What's your sense here? You know, you, we've seen with the Cowboys, they've dealt with some injuries. They've also lost some people. Washington's sort of tough to handicap because with Wentz, it's it's kind of a challenge. And uh, like the Giants were at a disadvantage and they're super banged up. But how do you read the NFC East right now? Yeah, it, you know, I think the Cowboys have been a real roadblock for the Eagles. There's been years the Eagles were better on paper and they can't beat the Cowboys. They haven't swept the Cowboys in 11 years since mm-hmm. 2011, since the Dream Team. Uh you know, and and I think Romo missed one of those games. They started some some undrafted rookie or something. So uh, some of those games have been the meaningless, you know, end of the year. But yeah. you don't give up fifty points anytime you play the Cowboys or anybody. So they've got to figure out figure out a way to beat that team, especially at home where they've lost seven of the last ten. Um, in this building right behind me that you guys are looking at, I I think on paper the Eagles are better than Dallas, but. They've got to do it, and and uh, you know it's they they've got to find a way to beat that team. They got to find a way to beat Dak, get pressure on them, uh, you know, cover their receivers. They they don't look. They lost a lot of guys. They lost their left tackle. They lost uh, a, a great receiver, a couple of good receivers, mm-hmm. uh, including one that killed the Eagles in that last mm-hmm. game. But and I, I think the Eagles are the team to beat. But Cowboys are. Yeah. They're formidable. They're they're still they still have the better quarterback until Jalen proves that that they don't. And I, I think most positions the Eagles are better, but there's something blocking the Eagles from being able to dominate that team. And I mean, the last three times down in in North Texas, they've lost by 20 points each time. So, mm. you know, I think I think that's the the key to everything is those two games. And if they can, even if they split, they have a really good chance to win to win the division. If they sweep them. They'll win it going away, but uh, they got to contend with that team, and and it's been a long time since they have. Real, real quick question: uh, Do you do you consider Washington the most intriguing team in the division? Not Rock because of wins. That last one was the last one. I'm not going to answer your. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Honestly, I really do. I I am I'm so curious about that team. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about that quarterback because he has talent. I don't care yeah. what anyone says. That dude. Um, has a lot of ability. There's just, you know, it's just that that one play on on third and six when he decides to throw it over his head or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, so if they can manage it, and uh, you know, I know Ron's going to have that defense. You know, Ron Rivera defenses are always good. Um, it's going to come down to that quarterback, and I, I have no idea what to expect from him. I don't think anybody does. Uh, but you look at what Carson Wentz did from from week four. To, to leading up to those last two losses they had against mm-hmm. the Rams and the uh, Jaguars, 
he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league over that span, week four to week 16. He had the third highest pass rating in the entire NFL. So there's something there. And if he could ever just kind of like, like, like the difference between Brett Favre being a, a Super Bowl champ and being like this guy throwing 40 interceptions was very small, mm-hmm. but Carson's kind of facing that. And he, he's got the ability. He's just got to get rid of those, those brain lock moments that have dogged him his whole career. And uh, I don't know if he can, but if he can, they'll be, they'll be dangerous. Mm. Rube, we appreciate it, man. We will Thank check you, out your work uh, on that, Twitter man. at Rube NBCS, of course, uh, NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com and your Eagle Eye podcast yeah, with Dave Zingaro. And unfortunately, you got to hang with Barrett sometimes. But, you know, we all have our crosses <laughs> well, there. There you go. Yes. I'm doing my head over to Novacare, Barrett, just to avoid you. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rube, we appreciate it, man. Have, have a great rest of your day. Be good, dude. Uh, another, another move here, Deion Kane to the practice squad. Yeah. So Devin Allen, Deion Kane, no real shockers right there. Um, uh, as far as that goes, only um, 11 more to go. I, I do wonder, do they grab up Covey to somebody else? I'd be curious how that shakes out with him, but so far, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Some of the yep. moves that they've made. Um, I, I thought they would jump on Covey right away because he does have that potential and maybe it's, it's a negotiation thing that's going on. That's More exactly so than anything else. Yeah. He's negotiating. He's probably negotiating. His, his agent's probably negotiating with another team that needs a, yeah. Yeah. a punt returner. So and it's like, all right, do you go here and they put you on a practice squad? Do yeah. you go here and put you on a practice squad with the with the intention of, all right, we're going to bring you up and, and, and you know, and his agent's playing point. that against the Eagles also. Yeah. Well, exactly. yeah. I mean, so when you guys are saying negotiating, the money's the same. However, you're looking at playing opportunity. This yes. team. Might, well, I might not might, be as roadblocked with this well, team that I am with another there, team, right? There could be a difference also in terms of money we'll give you up front. Hey, you come here, we'll give you a little bit more here. We'll do – you know, it's a dollars and cents negotiation as well. And you also, you, you you look at a team like, all right, just like the Eagles have five receivers, then you may have another team that really, really wants them, but they already have six receivers. Or they don't have a punt returner, and they – you know, the Eagles at this point um, – they do have a punt return and they need somebody to punt return. I mean, there's right. so many things that you go through. You know, you, you got to look at the roster and make sure it's the best fit for you to go there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. All right. So when we come back, we're, we're going to walk through this thing, you know, as far as uh, the, the roster goes, any surprise, all that kind of stuff. But we're going to get into real legitimate, like defensive expectations, offensive expectations when it comes to this team. And, and, you know, whether it's where they need to rank, where they need to be, how good they should be with the personnel that they have, all those kind of things. We just talked about the major upgrades they've made to the roster. So we'll get into all that uh, when we get back. You don't want to go anywhere. We are Sports Take, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis with you on this Wednesday. All right, time to let you know about my great friends at ProAction Restoration. You got a home, you got a business, you have a property. And we all know stuff happens, right? Uh, Whether that's water damage, fire damage, smoke damage. Unfortunately, that's a reality. When that occurs, if that occurs, have this number standing by. 610-623-3760. That is ProAction Restoration. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I've gone through it. It was a Saturday. I'm like, who do I call? Uh, Can they get over here? I need them over here now. I don't need them over here on Monday. They got right over. The crew was professional. They were clean. The price was reasonable. And they, they, in a big way, salvaged what could have been a mess of a situation. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. 
ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. Again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke, mold remediation, you name it. They're equipped to handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, or you can visit them online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Sports Day back on this Wednesday. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks hanging out with you. Uh, all right, so a couple updates. John Clark of NBC Sports is, uh, Philadelphia is reporting that Britton Covey will be assigned uh, to the Eagles practice squad, uh, number one. And then Tom Pelissaro of the NFL Network is saying that Reed Senate will be signed to the Eagles practice squad also. So they claim Ian Book off of waivers and Reed Senate goes to the practice squad. So book would be QB three, Senate would be a 
the project, I guess. You're muted there. Four quarterbacks, four quarterbacks in camp. That's interesting. Most teams at this stage don't do that. I know. That's interesting. So that's kind of where things are right now. But uh, so three of the receivers, Covey, Allen, Kane, all uh, not claimed by anybody else. So they will uh, be on the Eagles practice squad. So we'll, we'll update you as this goes. I'm trying to get as many of these in there as, as they as they come down the line here and we see them. Um it's uh, it's going kind of fast and furious right now, but that's uh, that's it from an Eagles perspective. If we're hearing anything else, we will certainly pass it along. All right, so let's um, let's jump into both sides of the ball and kind of what our expectations are, guys. Because uh, let let Barrett, let's hit this first from a defensive standpoint. Um, you know, you're you're looking at essentially if, if we're going for a from a four three standpoint. Okay, you got Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. Uh, Josh Sweat, you have Kaiser White, TJ Edwards, Hassan Reddick, you have Darius Slay, you have Marcus Epps, you have uh, Chauncey Johnson Gardner or Gardner Johnson, and you have James Bradbury as your, your starters, which obviously that's subject to change depending on what kind of formation and you know how they're doing this thing schematically. So, with that group in mind, guys, and Barrett, I'll start with you on this one. What should the expectations be for this defense? Uh, the expectation should be, you know, just from the personnel standpoint, you're going to be a lot more aggressive with the players that you have that you just talked about. With the corners that they have, James Bradbury, Darius Slay, um, you got Avante Maddox, and I'm still going to say C.J. Uh, Garner-Johnson. That gives you the autonomy now to go out there and play tight coverage. I'm not saying, you know, just in man-to-man situation, but also in zone situation where they have their zone, but you can play up tighter. You don't worry about them getting beat over the top because you trust the athletes that you have out there playing at the um, defensive back position. From a rush standpoint, you got guys that have done it before. You got Hargraves. Hargraves had seven and a half sacks last year. Um, You know, we're not even talking about, you know, Brandon Graham's back, and he's looking even better. Josh Sweat had, I think, seven and a half sacks last year. You got better rushers. You got guys that can, you know, heat it up. And we're not even getting into the Hassan Reddicks, um, him coming off the corner and, and and you creating matchups with him just because you got Fletcher Cox. Do you leave Fletcher Cox or Hargrave one-on-one, Brandon Graham or Josh Sweat? Or do you slide the protection over to, to, to Hassan Reddick? As far as what this defense could do now, it used to be the Achilles heel of the defense for our defense that on first down, they were like led the led the um, led the NFL in efficiency for offense. I mean, they were averaging like five six yards a pop on first down. When you when you allow an offense to get that much yardage on a first down, the sky's the limit on what you could do after that. I mean, your playbook gets immensely bigger because you now have the means to go out there and and, and really basically run what you want to run. It's easier to call the offense. Well, now you're going to get into situations where you can blitz guys because they're going to be, you know, they're going to be able to stop the run. You got Big Davis in there clogging up the middle. You're not just going to be able to run up the middle. So now you have your 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 franchise cornerbacks out there stopping them on third and ten, second and ten. You know what I'm saying? It just puts you in a better a better mindset to be more aggressive when you have players that can really play. Hey, two other things. Uh, Noga Tagai, I believe that's how you pronounce it, the tight end, has been signed to the Eagles practice squad. Mm-hmm. I thought he, he flashed a little, but he had some moments for sure. 
Uh, Brian Westbrook, as reported by our own Jeff Kerr. Uh, interesting uh, gig for, for B-West. He's been hired as the director of player engagement for the XFL. Wow. So B-West taking a, taking a gig as director. I was, about, I was like, well, yeah, you the, said B-West. I thought he was signed. So I'm like, huh? Nah, yeah. He's coming back to the Eagles. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be the starting right now. Uh, but interesting that that's wealth of in, Wealth of information. Um, great personality. He's the perfect liaison for a position like that. So wish him well. Mm-hmm. I wish him well, definitely. Derek, so where do you fall on the, on the question, you know, what – like, like, how big a jump should this defense take? Should this be a top five defense in the NFL? What, how do you see things shaking out? You have characters now in this defense that have played this game at a high level. You have uh, above-average pass rushers. You are stout in the tackle position. You have active athletic linebackers. You have man-to-man cover corners now. You've upgraded at the safety position. You have everything that you need to be successful. Every time they step on the practice field, every time it's game day, there's a certain swagger they should walk out onto that field with every day. And because of that, they should also have an edge on their shoulders that they are out to prove something. When you look at where this defense finished last year for the guys who were holdovers and the guys that they have brought in, the, the there, there should be no other motive than we are one of the best defenses in the league we need to go out and prove it every week. They have the personnel to do that now. Anything less to me than finishing as a top 10 defense to me is, is, is not success for this defense. Anything less than finishing in the top 15 in quarterback sacks, quarterback pressures, quarterback hurries is know. not success yep. for me. Yep. You have you, Unless, again, and you have to say this every time we talk about what we expect, unless there is a mad rush of injuries, there's no excuse for this defense to not excel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, your, your edge rushers, you got a nice quartet of ed, uh, trio of edge rushers, nice quartet of D tackles, four good active linebackers now. Your secondary is better. You got bumped and you got bump and run corners. You got guys that can press. You got you got world-class trash talkers on that defense. You have everything that you need to be a superior defense in the NFL this year. So that's why I'm putting I'm putting the onus now on them. Okay, you've got it. You've got the people. You've got you got it from 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 the trenches to the second tier to the last line of defense. You're one of the better teams on paper, on paper, uh, in in, in the NFL right now. Now you got to go out and prove it. Plain yeah. and simple. Now I'm with you. Like this needs to be an impactful defense. This can't just be oh they're not bad. No, there's that's out the window. They need to get it. They need to create turnovers. They need to get to the quarterback. They need to put the offense in a good position with short fields like they didn't do last year. All these things have to happen. I, and look, I'm on the GAN wagon, so come on. I'm the conductor. Jump on. <laughs> but unless they are that defense, he needs to go. He either needs to, you know, either some NFL other team's going to grab him up because everybody seems to love him or whatever, or he can't be here next year. How he's done too much to put too much talent on that side of the ball. Yes. Uh, you, you can't emphasize this enough. You get a, a an edge guy or you know a hybrid like Hassan Reddick who gets you your double digit sacks. You get Kaiser White is on on a one year deal who's starving to go out there and crush it and get a big yes. deal. Yeah, played yes. really well with the Chargers to the point where they miss him badly there, as they yep. still tell you. Uh, you get Chauncey Gardner uh, Johnson. You get Bradbury, and I'm probably missing somebody, but that you know that's a that's a lot of firepower that they just gave that guy, and it makes everybody's life easier. It makes Fletcher Cox's life easier, Hargrave's life easier. A healthy Brandon Graham is back now. 
this team has had a huge upgrade over the way. Just look at the personnel that finished the year and some of what Rube said earlier to finish the year versus what they have now. It's not even close. It's two different defenses completely. See, I don't want to hear this. I, don't, I do not want to hear this. We want to keep everything in front of us. Right. Okay? <laughs> because if that's the case, that means your corners are going to be playing eight to 10 yards off the ball again. Yes. yes. With this collection of corners you have that. No, no. Come up and punch the receivers in the face. Knock them off their routes. You've got the talent now to play man-to-man coverage. I don't want to hear you talking about we want to keep. You know what? Every team's going to catch a deep pass. So what? So what? They catch a deep pass. So what? Yeah, you got to go I'm up and you. make. You got to make quarterbacks hurry the the, the decision making process. You got to force them into making turnovers. They're not just going to give you the ball. You got to make them do things they don't want to do. Yes. You have to constantly attack. When we look at the better defenses in the history of pro football, Ravens 2000, 85 Bears, 49ers defense, so on and so forth. What do those defense do? They went out and punched me. Hey, Eagles defense back in the day, mm-hmm. back when they were running, you know, five consecutive NFC champ. What did they do? They went out and slapped you in the face and dared you to do something about it. Yep. Yeah. That's what well, I was saying. But we, we didn't have the athletes these past. No, I'm talking about now. You're, I know. You're right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, I mean, now you do. Now, yeah, now you no do. Now. There's there, no excuse now. There no. is, uh, you need to be the aggressor. You need to be the proactive one, not the reactive. Hey, we can hold them to a field goal. No, forget that. There's got to be aggression here. I'm not telling you, you got to send the house every single play. I but, am. I well, am. Why not? Look, <laughs> to me, you can trust your, your defensive backs on an island. You can trust your safeties now. You have good linebackers now, which allows you to be more creative up front and do some things. And hey, look. If your front four, whatever configuration you're playing, is getting home, okay, by all means, let them continue to get home, and you, and you may have to send extra pressure. Rob, but, Rob, recent years, 49ers, Steelers, Tampa Bay. Right. What do they do every down? Send the house. Yeah. Send the house. They trust their personnel. Send the house. That's what you got to do. Plain and simple. When, my, when an opposing quarterback steps to the line of scrimmage, I want him looking both ways, thinking, okay, where is this pressure coming from this time? which takes you off your mental game for a fraction of a second, which forces you to do something you don't want to do. Yeah. I, want, I want quarterbacks to think they're coming every play. Well, how many times did we see comfortable quarterbacks last year? Ball padded. Second, third option. Bip, bip, bip. And it was surgery, right? That cannot Absolutely. happen. There's no, the, no. There, there isn't any excuse anymore. It's, it's, that, that's kind of the beauty of this year. It's the no-excuse season. There's no excuses on the defensive side of the ball, and and Hertz doesn't have any excuses on the offensive side of the ball. That's the exactly. beauty of this. Exactly. Exactly. You can't. You can't. You can't continue to give the. You have no more excuses, so you can't can get continue to be like, all right, well, I don't know. I I I don't know if I could have, have, have brought pressure because you know I really don't have the people um, to 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 apply pressure now. There's there's no excuse now. Yeah. When you have the linebackers you have that can run. The way you run, you you got a guy in in, in TJ Edwards that's going to stop the run. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You're not worried about him. Oh, by the way, he's lost weight, had the best camp he's ever had, and and came out and and has been balling ever since then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You have no more excuses on. All right. Well, I I, I couldn't send the house because I don't get enough pressure. Now you have pass rush. You got a double digit sack guy. You got guys that can go out there and 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 put some heat on the. All you have to do is call a game that's more conducive to, to those guys going out there and and being more aggressive they will be more aggressive if you allow them to be aggressive and and i all right let me so two things that concern me one i want to make sure that hassan reddick's being used right i want to see him utilize the way he was utilized the last two years all right 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 number two um 
there are, you know, it's great that you're going to do all this multiple stuff, but I do worry a little bit that some of it gets lost in the translation because you're, you're changing things so much. It, it, fair concerns for you guys as well, or, or am I overdoing it a little bit? Absolutely right. right. Absolutely right. I mean, I, I like I like Gannon as a person. He's he's every time he talks, he's saying the right stuff. Now, when people speak on him, they're 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 saying the right stuff about him. Now it's time for the for the talking to stop. Now I want to see you know, you know, I want to see blitzes. I want to see guys going out there and and I want to see fun and excitement. Right. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I want to see fun because when you see fun and excitement from your defense, that means stuff is happening. Mm. I didn't see fun and excitement. I saw guys out there. All right, here goes the next play. Here goes instead of them looking like some crazed dogs out there. You know, saying happy because they're out there. They're excited because they're making plays. You see guys jumping around, patting each other on the back, jumping over each other. You want to see that type of excitement on the field. It's nothing like, I mean, it, it got to a point, you know, like I said, I always go back to the Steelers because that's all I know. I, I, I was a part of a championship season. When I would watch the defense, the offense would stand up and watch the defense, just put it on quarterback. I'm like, ooh, damn, I'm glad that's not, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm not rushing against him. Ooh, <laughs> James, ooh, you, I mean, it's great yeah. when you're sitting back and you're watching that happen. You know what I'm saying? When the offense is more excited to see what the defense is doing and, and vice versa. Right. I've seen that happen. I've seen, you know, you know, I watched the year they won the Super Bowl, 2017. The defense, Fletcher Cox and the rest of the defense were up, you know, uh, uh, watching how LeGarrette Blunt was just punishing people, mm. going downhill. On that, on that 68-yard run, the entire defense was up, jumping around on the side like, woo, you know, hollering and screaming because they're excited about watching each other play. Mm. You got to see that. That's how it all starts, man. That's how it all starts. There's not a quarterback, an opposing quarterback on this Eagles schedule this year that should be completing 70% of his passes against this defense. And that includes Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. There's not a quarterback on this schedule that should come close to completing 70% of their passes against this defense if the personnel is utilized to its full capacity. Yep. No Agreed. question about it. Agreed. All right, let's go to the other side of the ball. Um, not as many moving parts in terms of, you know, upgrades. However, A.J. Brown is a monumental uh, upgrade on that side. So now you go to battle with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, an offensive line that's got Mylotta, Lane Johnson at your tackles, Kelsey in the middle at center, Landon Dickerson, and Isaac Samalo. You know, again, you're talking about an incredibly talented team on paper, one that had moments last year of good and bad, but one that also last year was limited in that it had to be a primarily, you know, heavy run team rather than just opening it up sometimes. So I'll start with you on this one, Derek. What are your expectations of this offense? Uh, Big play capability. They should be. They should be. I'm going to give them a grace here. They should easily, by accident, be in top 10 in rushing. You know, we assume that they're going to be more of a balanced team, maybe more of a passing team, more so than a running team. But a minimum, a top 10 running defense. I expect to see explosive plays. I expect to see long, sustained drives. I expect to see A.J. Brown do what we watched him do in Tennessee. Devontae Smith be that much better in his overall game in terms of physicality, uh, route running, so on and so forth. I expect Quez Watkins to take that next step as well. 
and not just being a deep threat, but more of a complete receiver uh, to, to broaden his, his route running tree a little bit more. Um, I expect his offense to be exciting. I don't want to see a dud offense. I, my concern again, goes starts with, with Miles Sanders. How many games will he play this year for this team? And how efficient will Jalen Hurst be under center? Those are two big concerns in, in terms of the success of this offense. How about you, B? What I expect from this offense is to be um, a very efficient offense, whatever it takes. I mean, if it takes Jalen Hurst going out there and passing, pass. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, the chisel talk about some, you know, don't baby. Ain't nobody babying her. The, the training wheels are off. They're off. We're running offense now. There's no Simbao. We got to run. No, we run what we want to run. And that's the difference between how you approach, you know, how you approach games. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of, all right, you know, we're going to run the ball because we can't. No, if we want to pass the ball, we're going to pass. If we want to run the ball, we're going to run. You got to have that mindset that it doesn't matter who or what you put out there. I'm going to dictate to you what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? And that's the attitude these guys have. You have the number one offensive line in the NFL. Use them. Mm -hmm. If you feel like, all right, I want to run the clock out, let me go out there and run Mm -hmm. 12 run plays in a row. I can do it. Or I want to open it up. I want to be more explosive. Let me put my 11 personnel, 11 personnel on the field. That means, you know, one running back, Mm -hmm. one tight end. If I want to go to A.J. Brown, I'm going to go to A.J. Brown when I want to. You know what I'm saying? I want to go to Dallas Goddard. I'm going to go to him. You dictate what you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's the way this offense has to be. It's not not doing something because we have shortcomings. No, we're doing it because we want to do it. I don't care what you run in our defense. And that's the difference between a championship mindset and just an okay mindset. Once we made our minds up that we're going to do something, there's nothing you can do to stop us. Nothing. All right, we're going to open it up. We're going to go to Plexico. With the plates go. All right, you know what? Bessie, we want to put you in, man. We don't run the clock out. Let's go out there and run. It's three yards in a cloud of dust. We just pound you with with, 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 with Bussy. All right, we want a big play. We're gonna run stretch play with fast Willie Parker. All right, here you go. On three. Ready, break. Hit, 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 boom. He's out the gate, 60 yards down the field. That's the luxury you need to have with this type of offense. We know that Jalen Hurts is a winning type of, of, of player. His intangibles put him in a position where he knows he can win. He knows if this shuts down, I can do this. Or I can get the ball now to to A.J. Brown whenever I want to because I trust him enough to go out there and make a play. I trust Dallas Goddard to control everything in the middle of the field because he's a matchup nightmare against a linebacker. He's going to weigh away from him. Against a safety, he's going to body him up and catch him. That's the difference between where they were last year, the year before that, they gonna they are going to be able to control what they want to do and how they want to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think A.J. Brown just changes the complexity of this offense so oh, much. without man. a doubt. Without you a know, doubt. Uh, now you can't just concentrate on the outside on Devontae. He, he, he opens it up because he gives you that option of the five-yard catch and then he rips off, you know, 65 yards. And he, if you can't – if you're not just – game planning and saying, all right, we're going to stop Devontae Smith. We're going to stop Dallas Scott. They're going to probably focus on A.J. Brown early and let others beat them. This is yep. where Devontae Smith can really shine. Yep. And I think where Dallas Goddard can really shine. it. And then, you know, then you forget about the fact that, hey, this is a hell of a running team. And you have guys who can catch the ball out of the backfield and game well and, and Scott, too. So 
it's like pick your poison for me with this offense right now. And, and this is where we're really going to find out if the quarterback is up to this. Um, and because it's there now and he's had an entire off season in this system. He's had an entire off season working on mechanics and going through reads and, and, you know, everything that we talk about all the time that we need to see from Jalen hurts. Uh, and you hope that the coaching staff doesn't approach this with training wheels. I want them to just come right out and just say, man, have at it, Jalen. There's no restrictions here. We trust you. So go out and do your thing. And you have the ability to beat teams in a lot of different ways where other teams are dependent on one thing or the other. They got to pass it or they got to run it. That's not the case with the Eagles. It's all nope. there right now. You know what? I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a luxury to say, all right, you know what? We're up by 20. Let's go ahead and just run the rock and just, you know, let's just, you know, finish this game. Let's go ahead and close mm-hmm. this game out. Uh, we're going to close the game out halfway through the third. Chargers game in 2017. Yeah, you know, uh, we, we're just going to close this game out. We're going to go and run the rock. Hey, uh, defense, you guys stay on the sideline. We're just going to go out here and have a 20-play drive. Yeah. We're not even going to put the ball in here. We're just going to drive it down on them. Or I say, all right, man, you know what? We want to get up quick. Let's get up quick on them in the first half. Let's get up quick on them. Let's, let's go out and just, just you know, let's just bomb them to death. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's hit the underneath. We'll bomb, hit the underneath, bomb them. We're going to go ahead and score real fast. That way we can get a lead on them. They can they have that type of offense. They can do that, man. I'm, I'm telling you right now. They have – they are – they're in an offense where they have players that, you know, big play threats that are consistent type of big play threats. A.J. is a guy that you can consistently get it to because – he is so strong at the point of attack. When he gets the ball, he, I mean, he when he goes and gets it, he attacks the ball. That's the difference. You got a guy in a slim reaper. I mean, look at Smitty. Devontae Smith can get open from anybody. You can't hold him one-on-one. His route running creates separation because he's so quick. Like I said, Dallas Goddard's a matchup nightmare. And if all else fails, let's just pound the rock. Mm. Yeah, to Can't me, wait. look, that that's no, I listen, I think that's well said. I think there's there's a lot of different ways that this offense should be able to take it to you. Look, let's I go, I, baby. I, I know you gotta let's be careful go. getting let's out of go. yourself. No, we, we, we ain't we careful of nothing. Well, no, well, forget all that. I ain't care about nothing. Let's do I agree, man. I'm, I'm not do. gonna do that. I'm not gonna do the played scared thing. I, I like yes. I think this roster's really good. And 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 all you can do right now is project. Nobody's played a game. All right, and I we, think they're gonna be really, really tough. And then I know everybody's gonna say, "Oh, he's drinking the Kool Aid." Oh, no, I'm not saying I'm not drinking. I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying I'm drinking the Kool Aid, but I've seen what it. I've seen what a championship roster is made up of because I was on a championship roster. When you compare my championship roster to this roster, you look at it. We have a Casey Hampton and Davis. We have a Joy Porter and Hassan Reddick. We have guys that can do that. We have, you know, an Aaron Smith and, and, and Fletcher Cox. You know what I'm saying? We don't have a Troy Palomalu. That we don't have. But the other DBs are better than the DBs that I had with them. Those DBs are better than Ike Taylor, the guys that I had there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I had some pretty good DBs. Deshaun, Deshae Townsend. Mm-hmm. They're not on the level of, of, of the guys I had a big play Slay and Bradbury. They're nowhere near that type of um, uh, player. So what I'm saying is I'm saying it from a position that, all right, I've seen what it takes. I've seen what it takes. A young Ben Roethlisberger before he was Big Ben, that's who I played with. Right. I played with Ben Roethlisberger, not Big Ben. Big Ben was later on in his career. I mm-hmm. played with Ben Roethlisberger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. So it's different. It's different. Okay. 
Listen, I, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent So, yeah, look, it, it's uh, it's exciting, and they're the ninth youngest team in the NFL. Uh, they go out there and make all those moves. All the players from the 2022 draft made the roster. Eight of nine from the 2021 draft. They only have eight players left from the Super Bowl team. So the only ones left from the Super Bowl team, guys: Kelsey Cox, Lane Johnson, uh, Samalu, uh, Brandon Graham. Uh, Barnett, Elliott, and Rick Lovato, the uh, the long snapper. Mm. That's it. That's how quickly this league turns over, man. It is the ultimate not for long. That's for sure. It, it's changed over a lot. They've gotten a lot younger, and I think they're a lot deeper and a lot better than, than what they were last year. So the expectation should be high, and nothing short of at least winning a playoff game is acceptable. The hype train is already running. Yeah, it you is. Know. They haven't even they're not warming up the locomotive. The hype train for this team is already on the tracks and is running right now. Yeah. It's already it's already reaching full steam before the kickoff of the first game. And 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 they better come out smoking. You know, they better come out smoking. There's so much expectation for this team. Um they, they better come out smoking. That first game is going to be a test because I expect them to be a little rusty because of lack of games game experience, but by the second half against that particular team they should be able to assert their dominance on their team. Although I keep saying, I, I, I got caught up watching this hard knock stuff, man. And I watched it too. I, now that I look at it, I'm, I'm looking at it from a whole different vantage point. Yeah. I, I, they suck. De- Detroit sucks? Yes, they suck. What, no, what, <laughs> what makes you say I don't that? know, man. That boy, Aiden Hutchinson is a bad man. Aiden Hutchinson is a bad man. That's a bad, a bad man. We got a bad offensive line, man. These guys can ball, man. I, Aaron Glenn is calling the defense. Yes, yeah. Come on! No, no, no. You're not a fan of Aaron Glenn? No, not the defense coordinator. No, no. Uh Uh-uh. The Eagles better put it on. They may not be able to stop them offensively, period. They better be rocking and rolling, man. I have a feeling it's going to be close. No! I I know. Listen, I hear you. Did you watch? All right, did you watch? Did you you watch? uh, um, What what is it again? Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. I know. I haven't yet. Bruh. I watched mm-hmm. Hard Knocks yesterday, man. And they're going against Indy. Yeah. And Indy don't even have their horses in there when they're in the practice uh when they're uh practicing. They ain't even got their horses in there. Yeah. And 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 they get ripped apart. Come on, man. Come on now. Okay. All right. All right. Well, listen, they're Eagles right now. I just I checked it last night. It's it's moved a little bit, but the line for the Eagles uh Lions game week one is still sitting at four. So the Eagles are four-point favorites. So if I put you on the spot right now, you say the Eagles cover the four? They win by more than four points? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Write it down, take a picture. I think the Eagles win, but I, I don't know if I would lay four points. Four points? That first game is always the hardest to pick because Detroit's you don't know which they, teams are ready. Yeah, they play games close, too. I'm just saying. Four no. points. Are you kidding you. me? Now, look, that, that's a gambling standpoint. It doesn't matter. As long as you win the game. That's all that really matters. No, uh, it's not. Sure. It, you know, no, this isn't a game. Where you, you, you know, as long as you win the game, we need to utterly and totally dominate this team. Oh, forget oh. all, forget all that. You know, oh. rhetoric. you can't think like that. You think like that, you're already defeated. You got to think from a championship oh. mindset. Okay, a championship mindset is all right. And, and, and yes, yes, Shiz, I'm talking cash. Yes, yes. You don't expect them to come out a little rusty because of the lack of brain I'm playing cash time. Shizzle. No, 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 I'm saying you don't expect them to come out a little rusty. Bro, they got a week and a half to get that rust off. I'm talking about game speed, though. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, you know. They got a week and a half to get all. Uh, that it's been out. two polar opposite approach. Daniel uh, Campbell's ninety miles an hour. Everybody's I'm playing, and, and and the Eagles have been very cautious and just keeping everybody healthy. All that cautious is is is, is done. Done. Okay. Full done. speed ahead. Full speed yeah. ahead. Got all right. I like gotcha. it. We'll, we will keep the Eagles talk going. We will dive into some NFL questions as well. We're going to look at the best divisions and rank them in the NFC and the AFC and predict who will win the division and who will make the playoffs from each division. We'll do that. We'll dive into week 18. We'll give you some other updates uh, around the league, certain players uh, visiting certain teams who were cut. We'll get into all that. Phillies go down last night. In the desert has not been pretty so far in Arizona for them. We'll talk about that as well. We got a lot more in store. You don't want to go anywhere. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Wednesday. All right. Now we will discuss our good friends at Razor Technology. IT infrastructure environments are more complex and heterogeneous than ever before. Consequently, teams struggle to pressing issues with you know speedy recovery that's necessary to promote positive business results and the data that powers predictive monitoring and automation is left unexploited. Razor Technology addresses this challenge with a holistic approach that connects every part of an organization's technology assets, enabling proactive and secure IT operations without sacrificing the agility that drives innovation. Razor Technology automates monitoring and management to bolster IT teams that are feeling stretched thin. And it improves auditing and reporting procedures so that actionable insights can find their way to the leaders that need them most. Save time and money on your IT and cloud services and secure your organization with leading end-to-end infrastructure solutions by calling Razor Tech today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com, razor-tech.com. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first. <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. an icon a philadelphia treasure he's a mentor a pace setter jim is my north star he's trusted revered appreciated 
He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back, hanging with you on this Wednesday. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's the gun, the singer, the crooner, as they say. If you missed his um, unbelievable yep. exploits yesterday, we'd you do a little uh, – who, who with Bobby Womack, who'd you do yesterday? You're muted. Uh, Bobby Caldwell. Bobby Caldwell. So we What did you it won't with, do for love. Yes, we did it in the last segment yesterday, and that is that all that stuff is podcast – uh, Jacob Sports YouTube Network and of course JacobSports.com. You can catch any of the stuff that we do, any of our guests that we have each and every day. And I will give you absolute props, man. You leaned into it. You did not appreciate go it, lightly. Yeah, so you, you killed you it. You did, man. bro. You ripped it, man. But yo, you know, y'all got me all fired up, man. In fact, I had to go get my little Ted's machine, man. Okay. I got my neck hurting, my, my back hurting, man. I'm, you, wait, wait, I'm, your what machine? called Ted's machine. It's a Ted's machine. What, what is the heck is that? What is that? Stem. Stem. Twin stem. You put, know, it on, I, put it on your forehead once. No, I ain't gonna do that. It you get it on your neck? It gets electrical shock waves, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all got my damn neck hurt, man. Does it feel about, good? Well, it, it, my neck hurt right now. That's why I'm putting it on. No, I mean, does that make you feel bad? Does that work well to, to yeah, get things no. going? It sends okay. electrical currents through your shoulder. I mean, through wherever it is. Uh huh. And it uh, and it uh, you know, it 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 relaxes the muscle. Yes, so I need I like that. that. I like so it'll, that. It'll, my neck will be jumping in a minute. All right. Um. So we were talking about the roster, who made it, who didn't. It, it's it's kind of slowed down a little bit in terms of the practice squad from you know what we're hearing, um, for the Eagles. But you know, uh, among some interesting names here. The, the, all the receivers, it feels like, whether it was Deion Kane or Covey or uh, Devin Allen coming back, Reed Sennett back to the practice squad, but they claimed Ian Book from the Saints. So I guess he's the three, and Sennett stays on the practice squad. Is the But you have to make a roster spot, right, if that's the case. Mm. Yeah, that I mean, I don't understand curious. that. Yeah, that Why? seems a little curious. Why? I, I don't know. Um yeah, and, and Jack Anderson goes to the Giants in terms of guys who I thought were probably going to make the team, but he's not. So he ends up with the Giants. There's a connection there. The The Bills originally drafted Anderson when Dable was the offensive coordinator. Eight gave, uh, Dable's back with the Giants now. So if you're looking for a tie, there's always – always feels like there's ties in places. Um, 
Tommy Reese, who is Notre Dame's offensive coordinator, who coached Ian Book when he was with the Irish, was an assistant with the Chargers with Nick Sirianni back in the day before he went back to his alma mater as the coach. So maybe there's a connection there with Ian Book and Nick Sirianni. I'm trying to give you like six degrees of how all this is working. But it doesn't make sense from the aspect that you claim them off waivers to put on the 53-man roster and you still bring back Senate. That doesn't make sense to me. This move doesn't make sense. But, you know, a lot of moves that Howie does doesn't make sense until it happens. Like, for them to go out and get – I remember they got Dickerson. I'm like, why are you getting Dickerson? For what? Why are we getting Dickerson? We have a we have Herbig. You know, we have guys that beat. And lo and behold, what does he do? He comes out and balls out for us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. maybe there's something going on we don't know. I mean, right. And, and, and keep in Dickerson. mind – he We're missed, 11 days away from the season starting, so something could very well be going down. And, yeah. and you, you look at Dickerson, he missed much of training camp because he was still rehabbing at ACL. Right. Nobody really thought he was going to be much of anything. Then he starts out on the right side. He didn't. He, he struggled on the right side, and all of a sudden the light bulb went on. Put him on the left side, and boom, did he take off from there. Wow. Yeah. Big Seals say Gannon's a, he's a soft thinker. <laughs> What is wrong with Seals, man? Man, Big Seals all over Gannon. He's all over Hurts. Get on the Gan wagon. Big Seals is wild, man. Seals may not be allowed on the Gan wagon. Hey, Seals, Rob Ellis Ellis is smoking that Gannon stuff, man. I'm telling you. Big Seals, you need to talk to him. Be carding Big Seals for the the Gan wagon. You better talk to him, Seals. Rob Ellis is big on Gannon. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. you, We'll all change our tune. We're all going to be excited. We're going to say innovator, man. We're going to be sad when he leaves to go take a head coaching job. We're all going to be shedding a tear. I'm telling you, man. The way it goes. He said he's a soft thinker. How are you a soft thinker? That's that to me. That's that's that's. Hilarious. I've been accused of that my whole life. <laughs> now I ended up here as a soft thinker. <laughs> Boy, that is crazy. Man. No, that but he uh, two 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 guys with the most pressure on him this year are Gannon and, and Hertz. Absolutely, as crazy absolutely. as that sounds. Heck, heck yes, more than Sirianni. I mean, it's absolutely no question about how, how much pressure is on these guys. When you give someone that kind of personnel, man, on that side of the ball, there is no excuse for Gannon. There's no excuse for Hurts. It's it. I mean, it's going to be pretty plain and simple. There, there, there will be a different quarterback next year if this offense isn't, isn't productive. There will be. And there will be a, likely a different defensive coordinator. You're not Howie Roseman and going out and doing everything that they did, and this guy sticks around if, if it's the same old, you know, soft, uh, conservative defense. Not going to happen. Well, I would also add it's on it's on Steichen and Sirianni also because you better make sure you are putting Hurts in the best possible positions every down to be successful. Now, there's going to be a few flubs along the way. Yeah. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. But across the board, you better be putting him in the best position possible to be successful because it's as much on you as his mentors as it is on him to execute what you're giving him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's well said. I think it's very well said. Um, all right, so we'll uh, we'll continue to kick around the uh, the birds, and like I said, we'll dive into the NFL. John Gruden is speaking out, trying to make his way back uh, for sure. We'll give you an update on a couple other odds and ends and where guys are moving around the league uh, in, in terms of practice squads and other signings and whatnot. But Phillies go down last night. It has not been pretty uh, in Arizona. They. But they went from a seven nothing lead in game one to just utter disaster. It, it, you know, it ensued. You know, following that, and you look at it, it's pretty remarkable. They lost twelve to three last night. They lost thirteen to seven the night before. 
uh, hideous. 15 runs allowed in the series. Aaron Nola last night, four innings, eight hits, allowed a home run. Uh, you know, just two doubles, a triple, 10 hits. He, 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 the last time he pitched, he threw a complete game against the Reds. This was not pretty, even a little bit. His I, September uh, record, I know this was August, uh, guys. Here we go. Come on. No, man. just telling you, September. Oh, wow. September Nola, nine and fourteen with a yep. four six zero ERA. Yeah, man, starts. his track his his Woo. track record speaks for itself, Bear. Mm-hmm. His September, but he got he got an early start on his September track record last night because yeah, my goodness, I mean Arizona, the second worst hitting team in the National League, they have scored twenty five runs on this team in two games. Okay, <laughs> not only that, Arizona also scored. 22 consecutive runs before the Phillies scored another run. And it was they garbage scored, time with that home run by yes, Marsh. Yeah. Yes. It, 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 they scored 13 unanswered on Monday. Mm-hmm. They scored the first nine runs last night. Not three or four runs. Ooh. The first nine runs in this game last night. And then when the Phillies put a few runs on the board, they decided to tack on a few more. Mm-hmm. And then the Phillies' defense – that throw, that throw by Bones. Oh my goodness! How about the, oh the play on the on the on this on the squeeze play by Hoskins early, where he can't make the play? He had a guy dead to rights at the plate. Oh my goodness! Come on, man! You, the, you they had, the defense has reverted back to earlier in the year, and that that's Dude, the stuff that frustrates you for sure. I, I I just I don't get it. I don't want to see it because now San Diego's creeping up on them, and you know they're lucky the Brewers the Brewers can't find their way right now. The Brewers Brewers pitching is killing them. They're yeah. not getting the hits. The Brewers are just hanging around. They, 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 but San Diego is creeping up <coughs> for that number two. But San won. Diego like a half game behind them now. Yeah, they won. Yeah. I mean, look, there. this is going to be very tight. It, this is going to come down to the wire. I think they're getting in. But it's really going to come down to, uh, I think that hopefully that not. But ho- I think it's going to be that last one. <coughs> I do. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. that's the way it feels. I mean, do, it just... I I do not want to see them have to play that last series against Houston for a meaningless spot. I mean, I'm hoping Houston has whatever they have, whatever their seating is already wrapped up before they meet the Phillies that last series of the season. So they'll play all of their scrubs and get them ready for the postseason. That's what they need. But I do not want to see that Houston they have to come have to play for something meaningful. And the Phillies have to play for something because Houston, Houston is a, a lights out, man. They are a very good team right now. Yeah. No, Houston's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're an excellent team. The other problem too, is like, depending where you end up, like, for example, the way this works is with the, with the wild card standings, if the Phillies are the, are in second place, which they are right now, but it's only a half game, but if they finish in second place, they'll play the Braves. You know, the Braves have played unbelievable right. baseball. They've cooled off a little bit. They've lost three in a row, but prior to, prior to that. So the Phillies, um, if they end up as the third team, which is where San Diego resides right now, they play the Cardinals. And the Cardinals have been one of the better second-half teams in, in all of baseball. Oh, my goodness. So it's kind of a pick-your-poison, man. You know, either spot is going to be really, really tough for this team. They, 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 have, they have tattooed the Phillies pitching so bad that you had Nick Maton pitching the last inning for him last night. I know. He was up, he was up there throwing batting practice. <laughs> he gave up four hits, three runs. Dude, he wasn't even throwing it hard. He was just trying to get it across the plate, hoping as the guys behind him would make a play. Meanwhile, you know, the other side, uh, Zach Allen was dealing. Seven innings, no runs allowed, two hits, Jeez. seven strikeouts. 
Have you seen what this guy's done? Last five games, he hasn't allowed a run in 34 to third innings. No, no. He was dealing last night. He was dominant. 88 pitches in seven innings um, and 54 pitches for strikes. 54 pitches for strikes a little bit off, but – but you're right, Rob. This this dude, I, I wanted to see. A, I thought I was going to see a really good pitching matchup. No, only one pitcher showed up last night. The other one yeah. didn't get the the memo. It was uh, bad. It was bad. All right, you know I, that's why I, you guys knows I'm quiet during this segment because I I just can't believe that. You know, I mean, come on, 13 runs and then I mean, 13 and then 12. I mean, are mm. you kidding me? Come on, yeah, it's man. amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, so we'll keep our eye on it. Bailey Falter looks to be the uh, the stop the bleeding tonight. Uh, Uh-oh. Not, not Uh-oh. ideal. Uh-oh. Not, not ideal. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Jeez. We'll see how that shakes out. Um, I, I want to go back to something we were talking about a little bit earlier with the Eagles, and it, it specific to Howie Roseman. Um, and I don't know how much you guys caught at yesterday's press conference when he and uh, he and Nick were up there. And Howie was, you know, feeling pretty good about himself, cracking his jokes and all those kind of things. We know that's when he's in his comfort zone. He's feeling pretty good. But, you know, this has been a remarkable offseason. I mean, honestly, I'm trying to think of, a, of an offseason that a GM has had where you filled this many holes with this kind of firepower, where it wasn't just you got one good guy. Like, like you didn't just get Hassan Reddick. You got Reddick. You got Kaiser White. You got Bradbury. You got Gardner Johnson. I mean, like. You went off, and then you get A.J. Brown, too, where you you filled voids with potential pro bowlers in, in some cases. Um, it's pretty unbelievable when you look at what he's been able to do here for a team that went into the offseason. You say to yourself, well, they don't have a ton of cap space. They're you know, It's not as bad as it was the year before, but they don't have a ton of cap space. And also, you know, w- what are these unbelievable resources they have to deal? Like, it's I think it's pretty crazy what this guy's been able to do. Yes, it is. You have to take your hat off to him. He's drafted well these last two years. Um, he's brought in high-level free agents that are young and just entering their prime. That alone, you know, he, he's 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 done he's done enough to um, to get us off his back for at least this this entire year because he's put everything in place for the coach to go out there. He he went out and bought groceries for these these coaches. It's time for the coaches now to make the meal. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's done everything he needed to do. He brought you filet mignon and everything else. Now it's time for you to make the meal. You just either put up or shut up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear anything from Gannon. I'm also, well, you know, we couldn't do – no, you can do whatever you want to do with the guys you have right now. Yeah. yeah. As long as they stay healthy, they are good to go. Yeah, Gunner, look, I and I know you've, you've been here Howie's entire tenure since he started off, you know, as, as a sort of – bottom guy and, and moving his way up the organization, yeah, the right-hand man to Joe Banner, et cetera, to being, you know, shown the door to an extent um, when Chip Kelly took over for that one year to sort of the comeback tour to where it is now. Do, do you view it as the, the, the years of experience have kind of taught this guy, there was some humility there, but there was also, Hey, maybe I need to reexamine the way I'm doing things. You know, and again, you're not going to hit on everything. We know he had a little bit of lull there after the Super Bowl, too. So what's your sense of where things are with him? I think going through all that, how he had to look at the man in the mirror, okay, and reevaluate himself before he could reevaluate um, anybody else that's under him. Um, I think he was humbled by the Chip Kelly experience. He got a second grace from the owner and, and put him back in power after uh, 
Jeffrey Lloyd jettisoned uh, Chip Kelly out of here. And I'd have to say the last few years have been redemption years for Howie. You know, Howie has said openly to the media, you know, I had I had a lot to learn. I had to look at myself um, and reexamine how I approach things. I had to do a better job of listening to my scouts and other people around me in terms of having input um, uh, on how we want to build this team. Yeah, he even said he had to listen to his grandfather about getting more SEC players. That's right. <laughs> right, right, right. That's right. Show, you know what yeah. I'm you know, that, that's huge for him to admit that openly. And the last couple of years have been, I would say, a redemption tour for Howie Roseman. You look at his draft in 2021. You look at how he's drafted here. You look at the moves he's made both years to, to, to put a better product on the field, to make this team stronger across the board. And as we sit here right now, we, we, we have to agree he's done a commendable job. Now, does it translate into a better than nine or seven, a nine and eight record? Well, we're going to find out that we that we won't know that until the end of this season. But everybody is excited about what this team could possibly do because of all these strategic moves that he's made. And I don't think he's done. I still think there's a few more moves he's going to try to make before it's all said and done uh, before this season is over. But I like I like the new look Howie in terms of him honing in on the SEC more, listening to people around him more, Mm -hmm. absorbing information more, uh, because I think it's made him a better GM. I think some of this is going to be interesting, too, to watch, because the Eagles lost a ton this offseason in terms of personnel. Front office personnel, excuse me, let me be clear, not not on the field. Uh, You know, Andy Weidel types. They lost a lot of those guys. Some after the draft. Um, some, you know, kind of trickled all over the place, depending on, you know, what, what, what organization we're talking about. I wonder what it's going to look like long-term, but right now, man, he's, he's, he's looking real good after what they've been able to do here to just to make this team better. And you know what? It's just, it's such a nice thing for the fans yeah, it is. to go into a season excited. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's you the know, big thing right there. That's, that's yeah. huge right there. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, Barrett, the last thing you want to be, it, is sitting here right now on the cusp of September, like uh, when does like the season being a start? Giants fan right now? Yeah, we're, right. A oh, great example, right? Being a yeah. Giants fan, and we're going to get into yeah. the, to the divisions in a little bit. But yeah, you're sitting here right now. You're a Giants fan, or you're sitting here right now, and you're a, an Atlanta Falcon fan, yeah. or Seattle. Depressed. Depressed. Right. Imagine and, and you're saying fat. that's the word. Seattle right now. Oh, they lost their player. They lost the best player they've had in the last. Yeah. 50 years. And it wasn't that long ago. You had Russell Wilson and the Legion of Boom, and you're sitting here saying to yourself, We got this? What am I looking at? Do I do a, okay, I want to see how the first round pick looks. And, and you get into that mode where it's like individual thing, like maybe this guy's a keeper. And that sucks. You know, that sucks. And the Eagles are sitting here right now as a team that should be able to compete to go deep into the playoffs in their conference, at least in, in, a, in a conference that's, you know, a lot more salvageable than the AFC is with the with how good that absolutely, you know, absolutely. We're talking about a um a, a conference that just from what Howie has done, just in free agency, not even talking about draft picks, just in free agency, have put them, I think, in the top five, top six teams in the conference. I would. Agree I with think that. that's just that's just me. He's done enough that you know we're we're confident that they can at least compete at this level. They can compete, yeah, with all the big dogs any yeah. given Sunday. But they can compete with any of these, you know. And 
like I said, you know, sometimes you got to drink the Kool-Aid, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, and this Kool-Aid don't give you diabetes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sugar-free, <laughs> sugar-free, free Kool-Aid. Yeah, man, this the this the great value. Remember that commercial with your kids, the big Kool-Aid. He would just bust through the wall yeah. every single time. <laughs> oh my god! I, 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 that brought me back to uh, Dave oh. Chappelle. <laughs> Dave Chappelle said he was a. Uh, he said he said um, they were talking about uh, Sunny D, and they said the Sunny D, and then he said, "Oh, the, the, the uh, ju- it was like orange kid, juice kind of stuff." Oh, yeah. And the only black dudes like look at look at that. Juice that purple juice back there. <laughs> I mean, here, here, here we are sitting here in late August, and teams like the Giants, Houston, yes, um, yeah, it's over already. Over. Yeah, now, now I, I put the Jets in a little bit different category because the Jets had those three first round draft picks, so there's some buzz about the Jets. Now, nobody expects the Jets to be a heavyweight in the AFC, right. but it's an intriguing team because of the, of the talent that they have on that team. I so, love their draft. I do too. Oh my yeah. goodness! But but you know, th- we know they're going to lose more games than they win. It's because we don't know what Zach Wilson is, how much he's improved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the draft, as you just alluded to, um, and I think they're going to they're going to swing away with some teams. Yeah, the Kool Aid Man died when he no, walked on the how to eat cereal draft. We should be a top five. In the NFC, yes, we should Agreed. be top five. I don't Absolutely. think it's crazy, man. I don't. And look, and look there, um, there are other teams that certainly go in as you know more uh, higher favorites than the Eagles do. Of course, there's no question about that. But we see this every year. Where team who who had Cincinnati making the uh, Super Bowl last year? No, nope. at all. Nope. Right. So nope. it, it, it's every year you see these kind of things. Um, yeah. Look, it's it's. Um, I can't wait. There go, people, there go people on the Zach Wilson train again. Oh my goodness! I'm not touching that one again. I'm leaving yeah. that one alone. Yeah, there's. Uh... I love the stream, man. I want that purple stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean Zach Wilson. I, I always thought he was a, you know, I'm not gonna say a bum because I don't know him personally. I just knew he wasn't gonna be a good quarterback. You know, not in the league right now. Yeah, yeah and I he's gonna be out a couple it. weeks at least. Uh, yeah. Looks like it's gonna be uh, Flacco again. Unbelievable. All right, right. so we'll come back um, and we will dig into the NFL and we'll walk through the divisions, what the best divisions are, who comes out of those divisions, who makes the playoffs, uh, what our expectations are for those teams, and then we'll get into week 18 as well uh, for the NFL schedule. We'll do all those things. When we get back, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Barrett, Rob. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services because Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So do you have any issues on your property with trees that may be a little bit older, may need to be trimmed back a little bit, that are growing into the house, into the neighbor's yard, whatever the case may be, there's just a quick phone call away. There are experts trimming all types of trees and serve southeastern PA, South Jersey, northern Delaware as well. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, we got storm season coming, and we got some nasty stuff last night for a little while in this area. Now's a great time to have your trees evaluated. You don't want any dead trees falling into your onto your deck, onto your car, onto your house, God forbid, hurting somebody. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more info and a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. 
Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, hour number three on this hump day. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. All right, so uh, we mentioned this a little bit yesterday, but the John Gruden stuff, um, he was uh, some, some like booster thing in Arkansas, uh, met with some folks and, you know, basically talked about how um, shameful, you know, the emails that were leaked, uh, some things that he had to say, um, which essentially got him drummed out of the league. But he wants a second chance. He's in the midst of a lawsuit with the NFL, uh, you know, because they leaked that stuff and there were other stuff not leaked, et cetera, et cetera. All right, I'll start with this. Do you guys think Gruden, A, deserves, and B, gets another chance? Barrett. Of course I think he needs he gets another chance because, um, you know, is, is it fair that he went through, he, he's going through that and, and nobody else is going through anything? You know what I'm saying? That's that's to me. It's kind of it's kind of messed up that he wasn't the main guy that the that the you know the the whole case was over. We're talking about an organization, and his brother was the was the coach then, but yet he's the only one outed. Nobody else knows anything about happened with any of the stuff that went on with the Washington football team. You know, the commanders got at this point gotten off scot free. Nothing's happened to him yet, but yet 
he's got fired, got, you know, he, he's what he didn't make like $50 million of his contract. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, he said some, some messed up stuff, but why is he the only one being, you know, chastised for this messed up stuff he's saying when there's other stuff that was said, you know what I mean? I mean, the guy he was saying the stuff to best believe he was saying the same stuff back to him. Yeah. That was a casual conversation between two people, but judge, you only see it's only one side. I don't know if he gets a second chance, though. I, I, I mean, I, I, he's suing the league, which doesn't sit well with a lot of the owners. I wonder, man. I wonder how this is going to play out for him. I, 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 I think he may end up in some kind of TV gig, some kind of talking head gig, but I'm not sure he's going to get back in there. I, well, I, mean, I don't look know. Look at look at look at um, Miami's coach, former coach. You know, um, Flores Brian Flores. Is up in, um, Brian Flores. In, in in Pittsburgh. He, yeah, he's he's the aggrieved. I know what you mean. Um, I don't know if there's as much. It, his issue is with Miami and the owner, where he really it feels like he's the aggrieved party with that. Gruden, if you know, like I don't think Goodell has any, Goodell has any kind of problem with Brian Flores. I, I really don't. Um, I think his, I think Gruden's got an issue with the commissioner too, which doesn't help him. And he didn't do all. He didn't do such a bang up job with the Raiders anyway. Right. <laughs> On top of that, for the ridiculous money that he was getting. Uh, you know, I don't think that he really wants to coach anyway. To be honest, I don't. I think he's done with that coaching stuff. I think it got kind of old with him. You yeah. could tell he didn't go in with the same amount of enthusiasm at that year. You know, he didn't. He didn't go into this job totally vested this right. year. I mean, when the year he 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 got, you know, last year. He didn't go into. You could tell he didn't have the same enthusiasm that he had years past. Yeah, you, you could tell it was kind of old to him. You know right. what I'm saying? It right. wasn't the same guy that I've seen before that I saw. You know, it looked like he was kind of beaten down mm-hmm. uh, during that year, even before everything got leaked. Yeah, and the guy's been around a long time, man, and and he's 59 years old now. I'm not telling you that's like super old that he couldn't <clears> coach <throat> anymore, but you just wonder how much fire he still has. Bro, he was he was first time he became an officer coordinator. Was my year in 1995. Yeah, that, that's... I was. I was. You know, what I'm saying I was. I was a rookie that year. That was his first. He was like a quarterback coach or something. Yeah, like he was that. 32 years old. Yeah, yeah. And he and he was the he was the he was the offensive coordinator my rookie year. Mm. You know, what I'm saying I'm, I was his first draft. I was his first drafted offensive lineman that he drafted. So what do you, you what know, do you, where where do you stand with Derek? I think John Gruden is too much of a lightning rod right now to touch. Uh, he his basically his emails were very derogatory towards the NFL commissioner and the head of the NFL PA. And I don't think a number of teams would want to touch him right now. They don't want that unnecessary attention, let's say. Um, I, I don't see him coaching anymore. Uh, he, he's got a lawsuit against the league. Um, the, the owners, I don't think, want to touch him right now because of all the negativity that surround, surrounds him, how he was jettisoned out of uh, Las Vegas. Um, I, I think he's well, even though he said what he said, I think he's well within his rights to legally go after the NFL. Yep. Because when you talk about over 650,000 emails were recovered, only his were leaked. Why? Somebody did that deliberately. Mm-hmm. Yep. And somebody needs to pay for that alone. I don't agree with what he said. I thought nope. I think it's disgusting what he said. Absolutely. Um, but from a legal standpoint, I think he's got the league right where he wants them. 
in, in yep. terms of why did you single me out when all the people's names on that list were never mentioned in those emails? So I think if he wins this lawsuit, he quietly rides off into the sunsets. He may resurface in three, four years from now when it dies down somewhat on somebody's uh, pre- or post-game show somewhere. But in terms of coaching, <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think he'll be coaching. I don't think he honest. wants to coach. That's the thing. That, I don't think too. he wants to coach. I think it's a great example where two things can be true. Like he he is way out of line with some of the things he said in these emails. Absolutely, yep. right. But it's a joke that they were the only ones that got leaked. Absolutely. It, clearly there was a, a, a setup. There was an agenda to take him down. Like yep. clear. And this is where I hope at least with the lawsuit that there's something, this is exposed at whatever level it came down at, whether it's Goodell or somebody beneath him or whatever, however it played out. I want that to be exposed for the agenda there. That's, that's all I'm really looking for here. Like, I don't feel real sorry for John Gruden. Whatever happens to him happens. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Let me say that. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel sorry for anything that I, I don't feel sorry that he's out of the league. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel sorry for them, you know, cancel his contract because he shouldn't have made the mere fact that, you know, that even came not out of his mouth, but out of an email. Yes. It's, it's crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I never knew he was like that. He was never like that towards me or around me. Right. But even still, you know what I'm saying? I think that just comes out of him, spewed out of him. That's that's some BS. Yeah, it's no, deeper, I mean, that does, there's, that's there's deeper that's, stuff there. Right. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's literally yeah. bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it so is. I, I'm, I'm pissed off about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll eventually see him around or something, and I'm going to let him know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, Gruden was my guy. Right. You know Yeah, I mean, you, we, yeah you, co- you played with him. I mean, yeah, under him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if he got something to say, you know, get off his chest, you know what I'm saying? I'm allowing that opportunity. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Something tells you know? me he won't be getting that off his chest when he sees you. <laughs> right, right, guess. right. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's dig into the divisions here, guys, because, you know, we now we kind of know what the teams are going to look like at least after cut downs and, you know, moves being made and whatnot. And now we're getting closer. We're a week a week from tomorrow. The season actually really starts. Um, I, I said this to you guys in our pre-show meeting, and it just, it just worked out this way. I, I, uh, it's weird. But I went through the divisions kind of ranking toughest – you know, the strongest, the least. And in both. Oh, AFC- oh, Rob Stark, stop the press. Stop the press. Jalen Rager going to the Vikings. To the Vikings. Going to the Vikings. According to Adam Schefter, Eagles are sending Jalen Rager to the Vikings in exchange for a 2023 seventh round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth round pick that would deescalate to a fifth round pick if certain statistical marks are not met. Sources tell ESPN. That's not a bad deal, actually. Boom. The gun. Uh, yeah, that's it. You're, you got it, man. Uh, I, You've go. indicated now. Go. Yeah. Go. Absolutely. Yeah, you got it. I, I, look, I, I thought the only way he'd be gone was to be traded. But, yeah, you you were right on it. You said he will not be an eagle. When now, here's what's weird. They send Jalen Rager to the team. Yes. We're talking about. Pick Justin Jefferson right behind him. Yep. Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, let's go through it one more time. So Reger goes to the Vikings in exchange for a 2023 seventh and a 2024 conditional fourth that could only drop as low as a fifth rounder. So you're going to get a seventh and a fifth, basically. Uh, Look, it's not a bad move. I know it's – you're kidding me? This guy was a first rounder a couple years ago. I know, but that's the value around the league. It's just not there. It's just not Uh, there. um, Rob. Yes. Rob Rob Degon. What? Yes. Howie Roseman for president? 
at least mayor, at least mayor. Well, he did draft him, Barrett. So maybe, yeah. we, maybe he's not. That's why mayor, I said at least mayor instead of president. Now, okay. see, this, this is all the day after. Maybe. This is all the day after Howie Roseman came out and said, you know, uh, Jalen Rager, you know, had a great camp, uh, and it was brought to my attention. He was the only player that practiced every day, which means he was dedicated, committed, and so on and so forth. And I'm still. What did I say in the show? It ain't over yet. It well, ain't over. If you're bet, if the best thing you done. can say, well, the best thing you could say is he he showed up for practice every day. You know that's kind of damning with faint praise. It's not exactly you know this guy's been unbelievable. It's like well yeah he was. It's like hey yeah, Bill showed up at the uh you know in the warehouse every day. He wasn't the best worker in the world, but at least Bill showed up. I I don't know man. I, I just uh, <laughs> both sides needed to change the scenery. Right. I mean, no that, question I we'd, about all, it. we'd all agree. I mean, it was, the fresh air. it's something that had to happen. Maybe this makes more sense for the roster spot with book. Now, maybe that's, maybe that tells you why there was, we, you know, the first thing we said was they're going to have to make a roster spot for book. Maybe that makes sense now. He, but, go, he goes to a pass happy offense yep. and he go, he goes to the team to play with the guy that he's compared to, but because that guy's one of the best wide receivers in a the game, there's not much pressure on him right now. Yeah. Remember, they have two frontline receivers, two thousand yard receivers. Yep. You know, they're they're a team that's expected to do so. So he can only be a plus. You got a quarterback that can put some great numbers in a regular season. So he'll go there and be a third or fourth wheel. And I, you know, that's what he needs. He needs to go somewhere where the pressure's off him. People are not looking at him side eyed like they were in Philadelphia. Yeah, and I tell you, I'm looking at like they have Jefferson Thielen and KJ Osborne. That's a really strong three. Yeah, Their backups are just yeah, they're okay. Uh, they got the Smith, uh, Marset, Jalen Naylor, Blake Prohl. Uh, you know, it, it's not it's not great behind those guys. So he's got a chance, you know, to to at least carve out a career there if he ends up going there. And he isn't a very pass happy, which should be a strong offensive you know, team, it's actually not a bad spot for him. It really isn't. There went, there went my, my, my host that Vegas was going to be winning that division. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. No, I mean, I'm just playing, man. But uh, I mean, I'm, he does need, a, he needs, he needs a new, new place to go, new scenery, um, an opportunity now to, to work his way up, you know what I'm saying? With no biased, uh, you know, no, um, no expectations of him to come in and being a number one anymore. Yeah, he doesn't have that label on him anymore. We'll see him here week two. Yeah, so yeah. you know, it's, it's don't let that dude come in here and catch a, catch a touchdown pass, please. I wonder who's returning punts. Yeah, really. So where'd he go? Hold on, what? Minnesota, Minnesota. Not, not Vegas. Minnesota. Not Vegas. Oh, Minnesota. I thought he went to Minnesota. Oh, he went to Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Oh, okay. That that's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're working with Watkins to also return punt. I don't know, but that's uh, that would be something. I think the Howie or sorry, Nick is meeting with the media tomorrow. That'd be one of the first things I would ask is who's your who's your primary punt returner right now? Exactly. G Meta, stop playing, man. What's that? Eagles resigned J. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's returning punts. Yeah, yeah, um, all these comedians out of work, and he was and better want to want to crack jokes, man. That's oh terrible. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, let's dive into the divisions here. So both my divisions, I went in terms of good to to least. I went west, east, north, south. Uh, yeah, let's yeah. start. Let's start with the AFC, and then we'll work our west, way to the NFC. East, north, yep. south, north, yeah. south. All right, so I don't think anybody would argue that the AFC West is the best division in football on in either conference. Yes. Um, I second that motion. 
Absolutely. Yes, hands down. I mean, every one of those teams is a playoff team if they're spread out in different divisions, right? I mean, some really good teams. Barrett, you're very high on your on the Raiders. I know that. And I think um, they win the division. You think they win the division. Yes. Um, you know, you have Denver with the addition of Wilson. You have the Raiders getting Devontae Adams, uh, you know, to add to a team that already had talent. And the Chargers with a lot of talent. Um, and added some pieces too, by the way. You know, Khalil Mack, et cetera. Added, added some pieces. Um with a quarterback who's got a lot of potential for sure. And has, has been pretty amazing his first two years. Um, I, I think that one's the easiest one to handicap as being the best. The AFC West. Um, uh, I, I agree a hundred percent. Give me, give me, give me, give me your list. Give me your list. How you say those guys, I mean, uh, the, the West, how they're going to shake up. Derek. Well, or, or you want, uh, me or Oh, okay. I, I'll give you mine. I go Chiefs. Wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I go Chiefs. Oh, man. Raiders. Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. There you go. Exactly way I'm go. looking at it. It's the same way yeah. I see it. Yep. And I hate saying that because it makes it sound like I think the Broncos are going to stink. I don't think exactly. the Broncos are going to stink at yeah. all. No, they're I not. Think they're in a tough division, man. Yep, exactly. It's like um, pick your poison in that division. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, is there, there's no way they can all make the playoffs, right? No. Uh, Just no. two, right? Just no. two guys. You, you got three, four four three. division winners and three wild cards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the problem you're going to run into is you uh, you know like you, you still have Buffalo. Like, just think about who's going to win their divisions. Like Buffalo probably takes the East. Ravens probably take the North if they stay healthy. I and, think Cincinnati does that. No, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right about that. It could very easy could be Cincinnati, but probably two teams come out of the north if Baltimore stays healthy. Yep. Definitely the Bills and, and barring major injury. So right yep. there, there's at least three teams. One winner from the South gets you to four. That's assuming you know, and, and that's you could get two out of the South, you know, depending on how it shakes out. If the Colts win the division and say, say the Titans come in second. And that's that's not even counting anybody else in the east miami or the patriots so now theoretically you could have three teams three wild card teams from the west you could yeah, you could but like rob said i don't see that happening no somebody's uh, gonna get bumped based on head-to-head competition best common opponent something like that one of those teams will get bumped so i went after that um i went with the east for this reason i think the bills could be the best team in the afc but i have yep. bills Dolphins are incredibly intriguing, even though yep. Tua, I'm not a huge fan, but they're <clears throat> they're a fascinating team. And New England's always there, right? So that's mm-hmm. three. Yep. You go to the North. The problem I have with the North is it's the Ravens and it's the Bengals. And I just think Cleveland has too, too much of a hurdle mm-hmm. to overcome. And Pittsburgh, yep. there's too many questions yep. with their quarterback. So there's only yep. two there for me. That's why I went East. Yep. Well, ball, ball, and plus Baltimore may still be down there two top running backs. Uh, Gus Edwards is not playing. And J.K. Dobbins is still down, both coming back from ACLs. It's not certain he's going to be ready for the first game of the season or how long he could be out. Right. Pittsburgh's yeah. suspected quarterback. So yeah, but but if I put Pittsburgh, even if I put Cleveland at number four right. and Pittsburgh at number three, is Pittsburgh better than the fir- third or fourth team in the AFC East? Uh, close. I mean, really close. You know, mm. 
I just I feel like I think Barrett and I are on the same page. New England takes a little bit of a step back. Yeah. But it yep. is still yep. Belichick, which is hard to just completely discount him. Mm. Um for sure. I would say the other the and then and then I go south. I don't love the South. That that's the division I don't I don't love here. I I think the Colts probably win the division. I think the Tennessee yep. takes a step back. I think Jacksonville's gonna be better, but they're not ready for prime time completely, yep. and Houston's gonna be bad. So Pretty easy time with the best and the worst. I, I think yeah. there's an argument to be made with the North and the East. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, but I, yeah, I see Indianapolis, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Houston in that order in the South. You're right. And Tennessee, I believe, is going to struggle to stay afloat without AJ Brown there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like I to play like rugged. Yeah, they like to play rug, rugged physical football. Um, but I don't think they have enough weapons. And the Colts, the Colts wide receivers are concerned to me, but they have everything else you need uh, to be successful. Absolutely. So I, I think Jacksonville's, I think Jacksonville's is going to split with one or both of those teams, Tennessee and Indianapolis. I really mm-hmm. do. Yeah. No, I hear you. So if you just you just jumping on the uh, the big news today, at least, is that Jalen Rager was traded to the Minnesota Vikings for some conditional picks going forward. He is gone. Jay Jaw is gone. They both started the season in camp. Both are no longer here. Uh, Rager nets a 2023 seventh rounder and a 2024 conditional fourth round pick that could become a fifth if stats are not met. So and, what, the- and what did I say back in May and early June? If there was ever a year that Howie Roseman could get out from under the first and second round entities of Jalen Rager and Jay Jaw, this would be the year he could do it because of everything else he's added to this team. Mm-hmm. And that was even before he got the, the safety. And lo and behold, they're both gone now. Yep. You know? And, and guess what? Yeah. Nobody's even nobody's even chastising new organization for it. People <laughs> are know. applauding. Isn't People that amazing? Applaud- See what I'm saying? Took him instead of Justin Jefferson. Yes. Three drafts ago in the first round. And it's like, great job, man. Great job. Get up Justin Jefferson here. But it's like great job. <laughs> Oh, man. Like I All said, right. don't let him come in here week two and catch a touchdown pass against the Eagles. I, I can't believe how Please. how ironic is that that they're playing them week two here. Oh my Vikings. goodness, that's that's amazing, man. I mean, to me, it, it, it's just it's just the clouds and, and the moon and the sun just line right up. up. Yep, to, to have him back here. So so that means week two, no week week one, we're going up and playing with you know all the people from my old coaching staff, you know. Uh, you know, you got Deuce and Phipps and all Phipps. those guys. And then yep. you leave Phipps, and then you leave there, and you come home, and then you have Jalen Rager here, and then the next week, you have Carson here. Yep. So I mean, that's that's crazy. And then the week after that, that's Jacksonville, right? Uh, Dougie P. Then you got Doug here. Yep. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Crazy. Yeah, it is. Great storylines. Outstanding storylines. Well, think about, I mean, from a league perspective, you get Baker Mayfield playing his old team week one. I mean, you can't you can't write this stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then when uh when um wasn't they does come back with Cleveland, when Watson comes back from Cleveland, it just happens to be Houston. I know. <laughs> and, I mean, and you, the league just falls into this stuff, man. Right. I swear. The the uh dead cap hit for the Eagles train Rager is only one point eight million. I take that. I take that a hundred times over. One point eight million. That's it. 
I think he, he has a four point two guaranteed four point two million dollar guaranteed that goes to Minnesota with him. The Eagles dead cap hit one point eight. I take that every time. Yeah, and I that's look they they weren't going to move him. They weren't just going to eat that. Uh, I I I didn't think, and I think they wanted an insurance policy. I wonder if any of these practice squad guys get a shot to move up. Um, maybe not. I, I mean, I don't honestly. You can you can live with four receivers. You know, you got to figure out who your return man is. No, oh, come on now, Xander. What's the matter? What? Pass happy Kirk Cousins. I, so what? He's got to catch. He's actually he's in a good spot. He's in a good spot to 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 uh, to turn his to turn his game around and to clear his name. You wonder if he gets on the field though. Vikings, Vikings love throwing the football, man. And you know, if everybody's focusing on Thielen and and uh, Justin Jefferson. That's a prime position for Jalen Rager to possibly do some damage in the underneath routes. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't know if he will, but it's a prime. It's a great position for him to be in. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And then look, the the, the no matter what, even though it is uh, the Vikings, where the you know the the guy who they took after him is is dominating the league. He's away from Philadelphia, and he's yeah. not going to have yeah. to listen to sports talk radio. We, we know he's very hypersensitive with this stuff too, and. The social media stuff is going to cool off after today for him. He should, in theory, be able to just dig in on football with a new start, with a fresh start. We'll see. And now, look, this is where it turns into, hey, man, if you want to have a career, here's your chance. You got out of that spot. You're not there anymore. You got a fresh start. This is a clean slate for you. And I think that's a good spot. Um. It's funny now in the Vikings roster they have what the twenty first and the twenty second pick of the draft. What did Justin go? Twenty second or twenty first? I forget so what it was. Whatever it was, it was twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four pick in that draft. So you got basically two first round draft picks, uh, along with Adam Thielen, as your offensive arsenal now. Yeah. Now, people are sitting here praising and singing and dancing that, that Jalen's gone, and, and we are too. We, we all feel he needed to relocate and get a yeah. different – different. Uh, I just hope it doesn't come back to bite him. I just you know. Bite the Eagles? Um, yeah. I don't feel that way. Like, I think he's going to salvage things and, and, and be fine, yeah. but I don't think he's going to go off. I, I don't feel like that. Um, you know, look, we'll see. I, I, I just – I didn't see a lot there, honestly. I mean, right. did you guys like what? What stood out? Well, he has the speed. That's about it. That's about that's all you can say. Is he had the speed? Well, no, he hasn't proved it, bro. He does Ray he really has though? All like, the intangibles to be a good receiver, but the NFL. When you think of the NFL, it's eighty percent physical, twenty percent mental, and that twenty percent is tough, man, to 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 conquer. You can conquer your body. You can take your body past the threshold of what your body thinks it can do. Mentally, you can get over that hurdle. But you can't get over the mental hurdle of getting out of your own way mm-hmm. unless you, you know, you're, you're, you're mentally strong enough to do it. Right. And he, I don't think he was mentally strong enough to do it. You know, I mean, I thought that he was going to at least become a better return guy. At least get out of his own way as far as, all right, the responsibility for me being a number two wide receiver off me, I don't have to be that first-round pick to return. They've got their got me a, their first-round receiver. Right. I don't need to be that guy anymore. I can sit back and, and, and just focus now on being 
one hell of a, a, a punt returner. Yeah, or and a complimentary guy. Right, right. right. And then, and then rebuild things, and, and if I can't crack that lineup and get a ton of playing time, I'll go somewhere else and, and become that guy. But, right, yeah, right now some of this is, is about just reestablishing yourself and reestablishing your reputation. Uh, that's really what it's about. It, you know, he didn't get in trouble off the field or anything like that, but we know there was some immaturity. He showed up the first year. He didn't pass the physical because he wasn't in good enough shape. We know he'll react sometimes on, on social media, whatever. I mean, these aren't end-of-the-world kind of offenses. But he's got to grow up a little bit, and this is a great opportunity for him to grow up. The humbling point of it didn't work out with the team that tra- uh, drafted me, and now I have a chance to, to go somewhere else. That to me is that's significant, you know. For him. now, now it's on him. Now he has to decide how badly Agreed. he wants it. Now, agree. I mean, you know, you know, for him, for him, at least they didn't send him to like a Houston or you know one of these teams, the Giants. Yeah. He's going who he's going to a team that has a good chance chance of being a playoff team. So he has a chance to shine with a team that's a pretty good team on paper. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, so the, basically exactly. the Eagles did Eagles did him a favor by sending him there. Yeah, no question. No question. All right. Uh let's keep it rolling here. We're we're going through the divisions and ranking toughest to weakest. We just finished up the AFC. All right. Are we all in agreement that it's west, east, north, south for the AFC? I would concur. Best, sir. I would concur. Okay. Barrett, you too. Say it again. West, east. It, it has south. to be. It has to be west, east, okay. north, south. It okay. has to be. Okay. There's uh, no way, you know. Yeah. I so ironically enough, I got the same thing in the NFC, um, and mm. the the logic behind it is Rams. You know, uh, the best team. champs, right? Yep. yep. 49ers, yes, I know there's major question marks there about quarterback, and I think the Jimmy G thing means they don't fully trust Trey Lance, but that's still a really good team. Um, And the Cardinals, as much as I don't like Kingsbury or Murray, are still a playoff team, so that's a strong threesome. I go to the East because I think it's the Cowboys and the Eagles, and then I think Washington's kind of a wild card. So you could have three that are good. Um. That's why I go east next. Then I go north because it's Green Bay and Minnesota 100% with an improved right. Detroit team. And I don't like the south. I, you know, I think Tampa's taking a step back. I think the Saints are a question mark with Jameis and a new coach. Carolina's just – they're going to be better but not good enough, and Atlanta's not good. So that's why I ranked it the way I did west, east, north, south. Well, I think Carolina's better with Mayfield under center. Uh, they just traded for Chenault. They got a uh, better, you know, he, he he didn't pan out in Jacksonville and all that mess down there. Yeah. But they got Baker Mayfield, another weapon. Yep. They do they do have a good collection of receivers. Their defense is decent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to to be able, they're going to slug it out with the Saints in Tampa Bay. They're going to give them fits. I don't know if they're going to beat them, but they'll give them fits. If Jameis Winston plays like he did in the first seven games last year before he got uh, injured, they're going to give they're going to give Tampa Bay all they can handle because. For whatever reason, the Saints give Tampa Bay fits in the regular season. Yeah, it just didn't. But of course, that was with Drew Brees. But the Jameis Winston last year to me was a much better Jameis Winston um, that had played before that. Absolutely, you're absolutely um, right. The Falcons, I think the Falcons are in one of those rebuilding modes. Where the, you know, it's August and fans are already thinking, okay, when does basketball season start? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, they're thinking about college football. Yeah, yeah. Oh, college that, football, yeah. That's that what too. they're thinking about, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. going on in Athens? Yeah, the dogs is what yep. they're thinking about. Yep. 
Um, all right. So of the teams in the AFC or NFC, and, excuse me. Let's talk playoffs. Yeah. I, I think Eagles and the Cowboys both get in. That's yep. two. I think, I think the Vikings and the Packers get in. Yep, that's it. A four. Uh, Tampa the Bay. Tampa Bay Rams, Niners, Rams six. Where am I at? No, we're six. You got one more. Rams, Niners. That's uh, that's Ooh. only six. Yep. New Orleans has a chance. Ooh, ooh. A chance. Oh, are we are we writing off? Are we writing off Arizona? I am writing them off. I am also. Yeah. Okay. All right. What about uh, what about what about Washington? I think they have a chance. I, I think it's very Wentz driven, but I think ultimately they're going to be nine and eight and or eight and nine, and that's not going to do it. Mm. I think the Saints more so than anybody. Saints get in. True. Um, it's going to mess our draft choice, draft pick up, but I think they do. The, the, the Saints are, are are really talented. Yeah. They really are, man. Like their receiving core with Michael Thomas coming back and Alave and oh and my some goodness. Of the other, and and you know Kamara and back. an O line and a, and a good defense. Saints are really man. Yeah, they are. But they, they do have a new coach, and that you never know. You know, a new old coach. Well, he's been their well, defensive yeah. coordinator. He's been there. Plus, plus your yeah. offensive coordinators there, basically running their offense. So yes, you lose Sean Payton, yes, but there's a lot of familiarity. You're not getting you're not getting accustomed to a new system. Dennis Allen already ran the <clears> defense, <throat> so he's still running the defense. Pete Carmichael already ran the offense. He's still running the offense. It's just that their roles may have been elevated a little bit more now. Um, so so I, I like the fact that there's that comfort level with them. The key is keeping James Winston, Jameson Winston healthy. That's huge for them. And when is Alvin Kamara coming back? You know, those are, those uh, yeah, are two that, big factors. That's what's really hard to, to you know, to, to say. I don't know. I mean, that video yeah. looked bad, but we don't – We never. you never know everything, and that's – the other problem is the league takes forever with this stuff. Yep. So yep. I don't know if he's going to be suspended or it might happen three games into the season. You figured we'd know soon, right? Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. You thought they would have come down by now. You're, what, less than two weeks away from the regular season? Yeah. I know it's driving the organization nuts in terms of how do you game plan for an opponent, not knowing whether you have one of your major weapons or not have your major weapons for that season open. Yeah, like exactly. what's the holdup with that? I mean, are they waiting for um, the the – you More know, information? Over, is know. it? I don't know. Is it witnesses? I'm not sure. They they they, they do. They are not in a rush with things. We know that. No, uh, no. The league at so, all. Um, for whatever it's worth. All right. So we will. Uh, we'll come back. We will open it up. We'll uh, continue with the NFL discussion for sure. I'll give you a little uh, review of a uh, Netflix Flix documentary that I watched. We'll dive into that a little bit couple other odds and ends. We'll recap our big stories. We'll get into birthdays on this date, all kinds of stuff. So you don't want to go anywhere. Barrett, Derek, Rob, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go passionately, go fearlessly, 
Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, go first. and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back, final segment of the show. Derek, Rob, Barrett, and Barrett's chair uh, on this Wednesday. Hope everybody's doing well out there. I uh, wanted to pass this one along, Derek. Uh, former Phillies general manager Lee Thomas. He was the yeah. GM from 88 to 97. He yeah. uh, built the 93 team that went to the World Series. He passed away uh, at the age of 86. He was a mm. very nice person. He was a, he was a real sort of gentleman of the game, respected mm. the game. Uh, was good for baseball. He cared about the game of baseball and uh, nice guy. He was a nice guy and he, he was a, a baseball lifer for sure. So condolences to his, mm, uh, to his family. family. Yeah, sure. Um, so um, Eagles practice squad, just to give you an update on, you know, what things are looking like here uh, for them and who they've resigned and, and, you know, some names that we wondered about, right. That, that we thought, all right, well, maybe they'll bring this guy back or that guy back or whatever the case may be. So, uh, you, you know, your tracker essentially, and, and the big news, if you're just jumping on, by the way, is they have traded Jalen Rager. Rager has been traded to the Minnesota Vikings for conditional picks moving forward. So uh, they've moved on, but uh, practice squad right now for the Eagles, um, and this is an interesting one. We haven't talked about this, Derek. Anthony Harris coming back, even even a veteran like that coming back to the practice squad, um, the safety. So you got him. You got Noah uh, Togaye, Togaye 
You have Reed Sinnott. You have Britton Covey. You have Deion Kane. Mm-hmm. You have Devin Allen. Uh, cornerback uh, Mario Goodrich and center Cameron Tom thus far. And they've also claimed Ian Book, backup quarterback who was with yep. the Saints last year as uh, one of their quarterback prospects. So um, that's kind of the moves that they've made today. That the uh, it's been it's never a dull moment, man, in Eagle Land, that's for sure. But why Ian Book? I mean, is there is there Minshew movement going on or something? No, no. You needed a number three, and obviously they weren't happy why? with the two guys. They weren't happy with Strong. Weren't happy. Did you watch Senate play? But Did they you watch him? I know. Maybe they feel they want to develop him. You know, and same with you know with Book. You know, who knows? I, I was shocked that they have four quarterbacks. I'm, I'm surprised. And Why? Though? Be- it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you can bring in a better player than, yes. than him. Yeah, another position player. I agree. Man, nobody understands how he how he world. We just live in it. Yes. Right. Yeah. You look, know, I'm with you. I don't know. I mean, there's. I think it tells you they feel like Senate needs some real work with the practice squad. And if this thing really goes south and there's injuries, at least Books had some experience. He had real work last year. Senate? Yes, he had real work being on the practice squad last year. Oof. He stunk it up this year. I, I, yeah, I, I listen, I, 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 I know they like his arm. I, there's a lot of guys who have cannons for arms, but he, right. they didn't show you much else. I, he had one play of, of mem- Do you think of anything he did besides the Devin Allen throw? No. 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 Uh, whatever. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I, I don't, I don't quite get it either. Um, all right. So uh, a couple other odds and ends here uh, from an Eagles perspective. Oh, so I wanted to mention this to you guys. I watched Untold, the Manti Teo documentary on Netflix. It's two parts, mm. about an hour each, somewhere around there. So you get you get through it pretty quick. I, I found it amazing. I found it fascinating, and I and I my takeaway from it was, I really feel bad for the guy. Like I I know he became the laughing stock and the butt of all these jokes and all that. And was he naive? Yes, he was a hundred percent naive. But he certainly wasn't in on it. And, and in fact, it, it did a lot to damage his reputation in his career. It hurt his draft stock. And it hurt his NFL career in a big way. So I don't believe for a second he was in on it. And he really got he got catfished. And the and the person who did this to him, it was really despicable the way that they went about things. Very and, much so. And I didn't I didn't sense a, a ton of like like the person said a couple times, yeah, I wish I hadn't done that. But I don't sense a ton of remorse from that person no, who right. did it to him. Because yeah, um, evidently <clears throat> he had he had a lot going on with him. As far as his inefficiencies on who he was, yeah, as a person and his transition into being a woman, right? Yeah, so, yeah. He I mean, was he was in he was still when he was doing this to to mate uh, to Teo, excuse me. He was still uh, a, a male, and he's transitioned since. But he and he he was really like cruel with some things. Like he um he basically faked the death of this person, this, this girlfriend on the same day, May, uh, Manti Teo's grandmother died as if he didn't have enough going on. He had to deal with that too. Um, just a lot of bad stuff, a, a lot of really bad stuff that this person did. And you'll see like, even Teo's like, look, I know I should have dug into this a little bit deeper and, 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 you know, if I could do things differently, I would have, but he's also from a culture where they're a lot more accepting of things and yep. believing of things. And, and this person preyed on that. And it was really, yeah. really bad. Really the, bad. The way, you know, um, his faith and his um, 
and his, his, his Polynesian background are one that they're very centered on family. Yep. And mm-hmm. she he preyed on he preyed on his on family ties. Family, you know, his family roots, his family togetherness. You know, they're yep. taught that all right, if somebody's in trouble, you do everything within your power to help that person. Correct. Yep. And and that's you know, that's how it, it, it wasn't just like he just fell in love with the girl, the the, the dude. Um and he was in love with this dude for like three years. It, wasn't yeah, it was like all that. via email and text. They never, yeah, they and, never then, and then they were friends thing. before they became <clears throat> correct. Whatever, whatever, whatever it was. was. Well, yeah, I, the, right. the fact the fact that uh, Manta kept saying, you know, kept saying, let's let's meet in person, let's meet on you know Zoom or whatever, and it was always an excuse. Yeah. That should have been a red flag the first or second time, right there. It shouldn't have prolonged. Right. But yeah. you know, I feel bad for the kid because he he was supposed to be a can't miss player in the NFL. Yeah. And I mean, this really destroyed him um, and destroyed his 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 chance at, at success and stardom. And he was thinking more about that stuff and what people thought about him than he was about playing the game. And, yeah. you know, everybody handles things differently. And, yep. and unfortunately, uh, this basically just unraveled him as a, as a person and a player. It did. And he ended up being a guy who kind of who just hung around in the NFL where he wasn't yeah. any kind of, you know, real special player anyway so i would say it's worth watching and, and it really gives you insight because i i was paying attention to it but i wasn't like locked in on it when it was going down yeah and i yeah. i just thought this guy's out of it he made this up to have sympathy right, and all that he right, didn't right. he didn't make it up um so yeah J- james i agree with james you know we, everybody who was in on this kind of stuff owes him an apology because he, yeah. he was not yep. He, he didn't he didn't bring this on himself. I could trust me when I tell you that when you watch it. Um, all right, let's do a couple on this dates that, yeah, that are know, good ones. John Dickinson makes a great point. Also, he was lonely at South Bend. You know, South Bend. Yeah. You know, being you know, it, it's South Bend. He didn't have. It wasn't like he was at BYU with other Mormons who you yeah. know that he could deal with. You know, they like Mormons like to stay. You know, with with people that are in the Mormon faith. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm right. saying? And there was none of that. And Notre Dame, so he didn't really have a an out for it, you know, for you know really being anything other than just a football player and a guy that's going to school. Yeah, yeah. it was it was interesting because he when he was a senior, he he, he had he could have gone wherever he wanted, and yep. it came down to USC, and Notre Dame was one of the schools, but he he was all but locked in to go to USC. I mean, we went to you know Junior Seau, and he wanted to follow in his footsteps and all those kind of things, and. He went to church. I think it was like a pastor at the church, you know, said to him, he, he said, oh, what, so what's the college decision? And, and Teo said, USC, I'm, I'm going to SC. Can't wait. He's like, oh, I thought you you wouldn't go the, the you know, the road more traveled. I thought you'd go the road less traveled or something to that effect or whatever. And he prayed on it and he came up with the the, the idea to go to Notre Dame. Uh, it, was, it was just like a, a whole, the whole thing was just you had to see all of it, but it's. Yeah, I want the only thing I wonder if you went to USC is how many people would have been trying to take advantage of him in, in Southern California as opposed to right, right, South right, Bend, right. Indiana. Right, South so, Bend is a small place, bro. Woo. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So a couple things on this date which are cool. I love this one. 1990, Ken Griffey Jr. and Senior become the first father-son duo to play in a game together. That's cool, man. Wow. How I awesome remember is that? that. Yeah, that That's was crazy. Cool. Yeah, you yeah, know, in baseball, something. in Major League Baseball, I should say that because the Howls did it in, in, in hockey, but in baseball, that's awesome, right? I mean, and LeBron's trying to do that with his with his sons. 
uh, trying to stick around long enough to be able to do that. So that was in 19. I think Ken was uh, junior was only like 20 or 19. Um, <laughs> also in 1987 on this date, the album bad by Michael Jackson was dropped. Oh was man. Okay. Maybe Gunner will sing us a epic, little bit of that. Epic. One of the all timers. Yeah. Right mm. there. Um, so that was, I thought that was a good one. Birthdays. Uh, Van Morrison, the singer, is 77 years old. Yep. Richard Gere, who was born in Philadelphia, is 73 years old. Debbie Gibson, who was a teen sensation in the uh, in the 80s, is 52 now. Chris Tucker, who we talked about before on the show, oh, is man. 50. Friday, Friday, man. That movie was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, along with Ice Cube. Just unbelievable. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, 39 years old. Yes, sir. Marsha Clark, who uh, the O.J. Simpson trial, if you guys remember she that. Was a, she was the lead uh, prosecutor. She was the lead prosecutor. Trial. Yep. yep. Uh, 69 years old. Uh, Frank Robinson, who won an MVP in both leagues in Major League Baseball, uh, was born in 1935. He passed away, but he was born in 1935, one of the all-time great baseball players ever. Uh, Buddy Hackett, the comedian, was born in 1924. Mm. Tom Coughlin. Uh, the longtime giant Jaguar coach, 76 years old. When he was born, he was born. I thought he was just like, they just made him or something, you know, in a, in a lab somewhere. You yeah, know, that he, dude there was yeah, crazy. Yeah, my man was intense. Yeah, too yeah. intense, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he had guys retiring and stuff also. Yeah, he was <laughs> the the greatest. One of my favorite Tom Coughlin moments is the look that he gives the punter after oh, he punted yeah. it to Deshaun yeah. Jackson in the middle. That was lines. amazing. Wasn't it? I told you not to punt it to him. Yeah, pitch red. I mean, red and just <laughs> sear. And the punter's just like uh, he was scared. He's like, uh, uh right. You know, he didn't know what to say. He didn't want to go to the sideline. No, he wanted to just get off the field. Like he he should have just taken his uniform off at like the fifty yard line and just ran. Like it was, it was one of those deals. So that was one of those, like when you did something and you you come home and your parents are pissed. Like that was Coughlin towards the punter, man. He was, oh, man. he was going to take it out on him. No, it was question. not pretty. Uh, Jalen Brunson is 26 years old. Jalen just got paid. Uh, that's all I got birthdays. What do you got Gunner? Uh, let's see. You have Rachel Dennison, who is the younger sister of Dolly Parton. Huh? Uh, she was a singer. And then you have uh Hillary. I don't know if you ever watched these shows. You ever watch these shows how they rebuild homes and stuff like that and then put them love on the market? That. To yeah, sell love them? HDTV stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you got Hillary Fair, who's uh one of the co-hosts of Love It or List It. I oh, love that, that. that's yeah, I she's love funny that with the the other guy's funny too. Yeah. The guy she does it with. Yeah. He he goes out and tries to get the couple to buy a new house and yeah. she's refurbishing the existing house to see if she can get them to stay in the house. That, I don't watch a lot of those shows, but I love this particular show. She's very good. Very good at detail, uh, de- redecorating detail. Yeah. Um, yeah, so today's her birthday as well. Let's see. Uh, did I miss anybody else? Oh, and, and pro wrestler Jeff Hardy. Okay. Jeff, the Hardy Boys. Oh, the yes. Hardy Boys. Jeff, he's 45. I wonder if he's oh, still man. wrestling. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that's uh, that's it for the birthdays. If you're just jumping on. So the big news today is the Eagles have traded Jalen Rager to the, ironically enough, to the Vikings, the team that took Justin Jefferson right after Rager. Uh, but you know, they get some compensation back, all things considered. It seemed like they were trying to get this done yesterday, and then yep. you know, finally, how he was able to uh to land the plane as they speak, as they say. So, uh, and as we, we discussed, we were discussing too, what is he worth? And we thought there's no way they're gonna get anything more, they're not getting a third or fourth or fifth round pick for this guy. Sure enough, they got a five and a what five, five and a seven for him, yeah, which it? could maybe be a four, yeah, the yeah. five could yeah. maybe be a four, yeah. yeah. So, but, um 
Yeah, that's um, I actually he did okay. You know, yeah, yeah. you got you got something for him. That's the main thing. You got something for him. Yeah, you got something for him. He gets a chance to get him off the docket. So yeah. So now the the other part is um, and we we mentioned the practice squad players. You know, a lot of the names where you said, oh, okay, maybe they'll come back. Most of them have been back. Have signed. Have been signed back. So the way it works is they'll get back at it tomorrow. I I would assume they'll practice Thursday, Friday. I don't know about the weekend. And then I guess you go, Barrett, you tell me, would you go back into regular season mode where you don't practice again until Wednesday? Or do you do it a little bit earlier considering? They'll practice on Monday. Yeah, they'll practice on Monday. Okay. Monday, Wednesday, and then they'll be back into the swing of things. Now it's time to bow up. Time to bow up. I mean, that's the beauty. And you get through Labor Day weekend and then it's on, you know, yeah. and then, then it's, then it's the real deal. And then uh, just to remind people, because you know, we were, we were talking about this a little bit earlier with the, uh, with the schedule, we're, we're a week from tomorrow away from this thing. Starting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. So September 8th, the bills and the, and the um, Rams play in Los Angeles, the Thursday night game. So that's, uh, Ooh. that's pretty cool, man. That's a good way to start the season off. Man. That's for sure. Look, look, Captain Tony's on me, man. Uh-oh, no, it's happened? not a it's not a yakky weekend. I can't go fishing because I have I have to be in I have, I have a game this weekend. I have uh, BYU at South Florida, so I, I can't go. He, Your fishing's over, dude. You're done. Yeah, you. No, I'm gonna take I'm let off. you do it during the week. You better dock. You, you you better dock the boat. Might as well so dock I, got, the I, boat. I, got, I gotta take. Can you guys let me have at least one? No, Monday no, off. no. Hold up, hold up. You get you, you're gonna get days off because you're doing college games. No, you don't. No, if I can't go fishing, you ain't going fishing. I'm stuck on daddy daycare duty every day. No, are we no. off on Monday? This Monday, yes, yes. you can fish Monday. This Monday, are we all seriously? Yes, we talked about it in the pre show meeting, man. Where, where were you? I got on late. Remember, you told you told everybody, I mean, you told my other compadres that I was late, man. You was like, sure, call me out. I didn't want to say I, I didn't bring up you were six minutes late. Oops. Did I? <laughs> hey, I'm just looking at this, by the way. So week one, Eagles go against Deuce Daly. If I'm looking at old yeah. friends here. Yeah. Week two, now Jalen Rager. Week three, Carson Wentz. Week four, Doug Peterson. Yeah. yeah. That's, that? that's what I said. Great storylines, man. Yeah. Awesome um, storylines. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's, it is, that's, man. This is how this is going to shake I mean, the, out. The sure. league, the league knew, man. They 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 predestined this was going to happen. They willed it to happen, man. Yeah, that's the it is. Illuminati working, and it's the Illuminati. Know, serious way. Don't get don't get me started on that stuff, man. My wife, my <laughs> wife talks about that stuff. I don't, I don't even get started with that. Oh my goodness, the Illuminati. So you will be get you will get a chance to fish on Monday, Barrett. Okay. All right. So you hear that, Captain Tony? So get it, get ready. Monday. Now you can even you can even pull Sunday off if you get back soon enough from your game. On Saturday. No, no, I'm fishing on Sunday. You are fishing. I'm fishing on Sunday. So you can do Sunday, Monday. You're good. Yeah, I get a, I get an afternoon. I need I get a um I get a um to half a day trip. So because the schedule gets quite real after that. See, I'm Still kicking my real. I'm kicking my weekend on Friday. There's this great uh a hibachi place that we like uh we all go to. So Friday is my oldest daughter's birthday. So down at their house, because they had this huge, incredible pole barn just built. And the doors were put on it just this week. We're having a birthday party in the pole barn outside on the property. Which nice. is really and, nice, too. Yeah, really the nice. property is unbelievable. And the hibachi place, they they catered. So they're catering it, uh, hibachi, right there at the pole barn for like 13 of us. 
Oh, you got oh, Bachi. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, look, what's man. I got scallops, I got shrimp. Look, sh- scallops, shrimp. My son's ever like squid, shrimp. Oh, man, we're going to do it up royal, man. I love it, man. Why y'all do it? Why can't you do it tomorrow? What? Why can't you do it tomorrow? Because her birthday is Friday. <laughs> Why can't you miss your college game to come? Yeah, skip it, Barrett. Yeah, skip, skip the game. Yeah. I might have to do that. All you right. know you're not. Barrett's all about them Benjamins, man. Yeah, he's lying. Barrett ain't missing that. Barrett will go he's to a lying. hurricane for a dollar. Uh, all right, we're, we are out of time, as they Love say. I uh, want to thank our producers, Andrew Krause, everybody in the chat room. You guys are the best. Yeah, peeps. Keep punching that like button. We appreciate you. Everybody streaming, everybody listening. Don't go anywhere. National That's right. Football show. AJ Brown versus Tennessee, too. Yeah, we got oh, that, too. Baby. Got that, too. Uh, National Football Show with Dan Cilio is coming up. Sure, we have a lot to say about the Rager thing uh, and Jalen Hurts and everything else going on, Eagle and NFL-wise. Yes. So you want to stay tuned for that. All right, fellas, we're back at it tomorrow with three hours of power for Derek, for Barrett. I am Rob. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a great Wednesday night. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds.